Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I want to tell you all about a new line of boats they are carrying. Whalen Bay now carries tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, Tahoe boats, and we all know the last one, Mako. So now, no matter what your boat needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. You have your choice of the number one aluminum boat, family boats, performance fishing boats, or just a straight up fishing machine in the new Mako boats. Does it get any better? Also, I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all of the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure that your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. And you can do all this at Whalen Bay and St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207. Or give them a call at 904-217-3778. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, and Mako boats. Whalen Bay Marine, give them a call at 904-217-3778. Welcome to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor, sitting here with Captain Kirk Waltz. Good morning. And Captain Leon Dana. That's me. That's you. And the RJ's bringing it to you this morning. Good morning, RJ. Yeah, hey, good, good morning, morning guys. How was Thanksgiving? I, 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 happy Thanksgiving, and um, I never want to eat that much food again. I'm with you. I cooked all day long, and then when I finally sat down to eat, it was about 5.30, and I filled my plate up, and after I got done, I was like, I don't feel good. <laughs> I eat too much. Well... So here's kind of the situation in the, the favor household is that we always have the kids up to Georgia um, and we have a big Thanksgiving and they all usually spend the night on Thursday night. We got, you know, I mean, couches. I mean, there's, oh, there's yeah. people everywhere, right? And we had shopped for all these people. Well, Caleb being in the military, she ended up having to work. And then my other granddaughter, who lives in in Jacksonville, she got she's three years old and she got to not feeling good, and they didn't want to travel mm-hmm. with a three year old for four hours in a car that didn't feel good. And don't blame them. I give, so it ended up just being Carrie and I and Roger. Oh boy, so, yeah. lots of food. <laughs> so Carrie's like, I got it. I'm going to cook it. And I'm like. Okay, and Roger, Roger and I did our best, bro. <laughs> Picking at it, and yep, oh, I get it. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you know, a 17-pound turkey. Yeah, we had a it, 16. You know, and, and I mean, and then, you know, pecan pies, and, and <laughs> I'm going, my God. You know, you you, you, you got to eat it. Food coma. Yeah, oh. Oh, man. You oh, kidding. man. I mean, so. But uh, it was great. Yeah. We got lucky because uh, both kids came over and. Everybody was at the house. Kate's sister came over, and I cooked all day long. I used to do a lot of the cooking. Kate helped a little bit, but I usually just like get out of the kitchen, let me get it done. And it was it was nice. That's good. We had a fire pit in the backyard and had a fire going. Sitting back there, with great Kyle. weather for 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 Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, my it was. god, was it ever? Great weather for pretty week, you know. Yeah. No, it's been a beautiful week. I mean, beautiful for, week for fishing, hunting. Yep, spending time with your family. Yeah, you know, being thankful. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great week. Yeah, it, it, it certainly was. Um, it did, did sat, sat in a tree a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, had a, had a phenomenal week of hunting. I mean, just yeah. So some of the best days I've ever had up there, uh, I had this week. And, uh, I mean, in, in two days I saw 14 bucks. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Amazing sits. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. I fished one day this week and then hunted the rest of the time. Good for you. Yeah. St. Mary's Fargo went all over the place. Yeah. You kind of look like it this morning. You're like, like, like yeah, we were kind of running a mock fire. <laughs> you know, I left here last Saturday and went home, and Kyle was already driving up from Naples, where he lives in south southwest Florida. And I said, "I'll meet you at the camp." You know, about two o'clock, two thirty. Right. That's a that's a hike for him, man. Seven and a half hours. Yeah, seven and a half hours. Yeah, uh, I don't so, like doing that anymore. I think that's what he uh, said, yeah. something like that. I know the uh, I, I was six and a half, whatever the the uh, that trip. To Indiana, mm. you know, it's it's a solid 13 hours. Mm. You know, you just don't think about it, you know. But, yeah, but I, like I said last week, you know, the first two or three hours, you're like, ah, oh, this is good. You know, we're going to the Midwest. We're going hunting. And <laughs> I know. Five, I'm After seven hours, seven, you're like, seven hours, your butt you're, starts you're, hurting. You're, yeah. like, you're like, how far we got to go? Oh, uh, 620 miles. Uh, you still got five and a half hours. You're like, this really sucks. You know? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I drive to Pennsylvania is yeah. a, a long one. Yes, absolutely. It's a same, two, two day or you know. Yeah. After seven hours, your butt cheek starts getting numb on one side. You're going, you're shifting left and right, and yeah. and we're hitting the next rest stop. You know, we're gonna I take a stretch. little walk. Yeah, I got to walk a little bit. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? You know, get a break, take a take a you know a couple minutes, go to the restroom, and tug on a bottle the, of water. The worst part about that, that's just straight ninety five, isn't it? It is, and then you get up around DC, which oh. I mean, it's horrendous. And everybody up there, I think I talked about it last weekend. Everybody drives 80 miles an hour, 85 miles an hour. At least, yeah. Bumper to bumper. Bumper to bumper, yeah. You know, in all the lanes. And you're puckered. And all, you know, you got five lanes on one side and five on the other. Yeah. Because you got those two express lanes, <clears throat> you know, which are kind of weird. Yeah, you? and that's that's the, the, the worst part about you know dri- driving through Tennessee. You, you're driving through those, those mountains. And when oh, you yeah. start coming down the other side, Breaking. It's so you're really it, picking up speed. <laughs> it's so beautiful, and you want you can't, man. You're you're no. just you're hanging on the wheel, and most of the time you're doing 85, 90 because dude in the semis, you know, <laughs> Jake breaking coming down behind you. You know what I mean? And so you got you got to go. Yeah, you know? I mean it's it is it is no fun at all. I love uh, my wife. She'll look over. Oh, look at those trees over there. I'm like, honey, nope. yeah, Carrie does I the same thing. Look, look, look there's a deer right there. I'm like, I don't care. I can't take my eyes off the road. Yeah, you know, you got to pay attention. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, she she knows whenever it's like I'm just when you're quiet. Yeah, when I'm quiet, and I'm staying. You know, it's like it's like, damn, dude. And, you know, because here's the deal. In a 13 hour trip on the highway. Basically, highway. Mm-hmm. Something's going to happen in that thirteen hours mm-hmm. that you better be paying attention. You're, oh, somebody's yeah. going to try to come in in your lane. You know, it, 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 in that much time on the road. Oh, you'll see wrecks. Oh, yeah, the bad ones. Yeah. Oh, I bet mean, we saw some horrific wrecks, man. I mean, with some semis, and I mean, oh my gosh, we saw some some terrible wrecks. You yeah. know, you got to stay focused. Don't play with the phone. Keep oh, both no. hands on the wheel. Don't get distracted. Yep. You know, you can't eat when you're driving a lot of times. Nope. I mean, you just got to pay attention to what the heck you're doing. Yep. You know? yep. Yep. But that's why you got the co pilot. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. If you, if you get a text, who is that, Carrie? You know, but <laughs> answer them back. 
it was nice. I mean, getting up to Fargo yeah, and spending that's time. Cool. Mike came up. Uh, we spent some time up there. Uh, Brad came up. Danny Smith was there. So we had a you had a house full. Yeah, we had a house full, and it was kind of that's neat. always the fun times. It is. Know? We had you know we cooked some cooked some really nice meals. Yeah, you know we all sat around the fire pit outside every afternoon. You know we come in throw logs on the fire. Sure, I'm one of these guys too. I'm everybody always goes. What is with that? And I go, what do you mean? Every time you had to come out of the woods, you you, you bring a piece of fat lighter. Mm-hmm. And up there, it's everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Oh, so really? when I'm walking out of the woods oh. it, in the evening, the first thing I'm thinking, or in the morning, and mm-hmm. you know, coming out at lunch, I'm thinking, God, we gotta have uh, you know, fat lighter for the fire, fire pit. And and I'll see one, I'll go over there and kick it over. Yeah. And when I kick a big old chunk over, I just throw it on my shoulder and throw it on the four wheeler. <laughs> so when I come back, you're always like, you always got a chunk, and I'm going, hey, that's good. Got to start the fire. That's right. Yeah. God, my place is loaded with that stuff. Man. Yeah. I mean, Dad's always texting me, "Hey, buddy, <laughs> I know <laughs> you bring bring me home a little piece of fat wood, would you?" I mean, okay, it's, Dad, I got you. Yep. Uh, Kyle went up to St. Mary's the other day, and we were getting low at the house for Thanksgiving. I said, "Hey, when you come back out of the woods, grab a grab a stump." Mm-hmm. He did, you know, do it in the backyard. I went out there with a saw and cut it all up, but. You know the weather was just so pretty for it. it. Yeah, it was it was um about as about as good as you could ask for. You know, thirties in the morning, and I don't know one one afternoon it was like fifty five. I mean, you still had your mm-hmm. nice jacket on, you know, to to evening hunt, and that's when uh, that's when I saw so many deer. Yeah, you know? I mean, they just they 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 love that stuff, man. But enjoyed it. Yeah, we didn't see a ton of deer. But I saw my fair share of bears, dude. What's up with that? I don't know. It was one of the most I mean, that's bizarre crazy. times I've ever had up there, and I've been going up there for twenty years. I know you have, and I've got that place pretty dialed in, and I know where I want to go during certain times. And the first morning we get there, I I have a climber that I like to take down in a slough down in the swamp, and it's you know probably from the hard road all the way back. It's probably almost three quarters of a mile mm-hmm. and so it's a hike you know and so the first morning i everybody's going where are you going you know and y'all like you know one's going up on the north end on the canal and mike says you know i'm gonna go over here mm-hmm. and and uh i'm like well i'm, I'm going down and i'm going down the swamp my little haunt you know and i've shot a couple nice bucks down there last year with my bow so i was like i'm going ba- i'm going back down there so is it a ladder stand? It's a climber. It's a climber. Okay. It's a summit climber, yep. one of my favorite climbers. Yep. You always feel very safe in those things. Right. And so, you know, I got my that, harness. Just, just curious, that particular climber, do you face the tree or? You face away from the tree. Okay. It actually has a big bar, aluminum bar that goes around the front of it. So when you're going up the tree, you sit on that bar. Okay. And uh-huh. allows you to balance and lock the, tr- the tree stand into the tree. Mm-hmm. I always wear a harness, people. You know, full body harness. a real nice one. Um what is it, Hunter's, uh, what is it, Hunter's Specialties? Yeah. Makes those really nice harnesses, and so you've, you're attached to the tree the whole way up. And I get up there, and it's, you know, it's about 6.45, first crack of light. I'm going, okay, mm-hmm. here comes the sun, you know. Pretty morning. I, pretty morning. I pull my bow up, hang it on a tree, put an arrow on there, you know, put my fanny pack up, and then hang my uh, binoculars on one side of the tree on a little hook, you know, and get all settled in, take my baseball hat off and put my little knit hat on mm-hmm. and put my neck gaiter on and. Got my gloves on. It's probably 45 degrees. I'm going, oh, this is great. I wiggle my butt and settle in, you know. Uh-huh. Shake a couple of hand warmers and get them in my vest, you know. So I'm ready to go. I'm sitting there, and I'm going, oh, 
oh, I'm going, here comes a hog. I'm going, there's a hog. So I grab my bow, swing around real slow, you know, put the put the release on the uh, on the string. On the D-loop. Yep, on the Clip D-loop. On. I'm looking, I'm looking. Man, that's a big old black hog. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to get me a hog first morning. And I look at it again. I'm going, that ain't no hog. <laughs> I, think, I think I sent you the picture, and I yeah. sent it to Jeff and Tara, and I'm like, that ain't no dang hog. Oh, and it walks out, and the farther it comes out, the bigger, the bigger it gets. It gets. Mm. And I'm like, that's a giant bear. One of the biggest bears I've ever seen from a tree stand. Ugh. I mean, he's he or she is fat. She's been eating acorns mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, Lord, please make this bear go away. Absolutely. I mean, comes in at, comes in at 50, gets to 40, and stops and starts sticking its nose up in the air. And that's when you can really see it in the video. You know, it kind of turns its nose up. And you can, folks, you can always tell a, a young bear from an older bear because when you look at the head, the ears are a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, they look really, really small on its head. And when I see that, I'm going, I mean, this thing's as big as a Volkswagen. Yeah, I know. You know, 300 and some change. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, on a good day, I weigh 225, you know? <laughs> I'm not, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not real happy about this. Kirk's sitting there looking at the bear going, where are the ears? Yeah. I don't see the ears. Yeah, see the Why ears. does this bear not have ears? I mean, yeah. Boo-boo needs to go away, you know? And I'm thinking, I'm, you know, and I thought about you guys. I thought, well, I'll take some video of it. So I did. I took some video of it. I'm standing there. I'm going, well, the Glock's over there in the fanny pack, you know? That's like shooting spit wads at a yeah, Mack that's, truck. Yeah, that's the... Um... Might as well use it on myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, right. That, that's yeah. that's the uh, yeah, don't don't shoot at the, the, bear. the worst part about those bears is they're not scared of humans anymore. Uh. They, they're they're just not. And you know, I told the story a million times. I mean, that one that trapped me in a tree. That's twenty nineteen years ago. Yeah, I remember you know, that. And and I was by myself with a muzzle loader, and this bear was coming up the tree. This was no joke. Yeah, you know, and I and I, you know. Yeah. I, I, Did you have a conversation with this bear? Literally, what are you doing, bear? That's, literally, that's what I did, Leon. Yeah, I was having it. a conversation. I was with like, look, dude, you need to go away. Right, exactly. You know? I mean, I didn't care about deer hunting anymore. Nope. You know, I was, I just wanted this. And, 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 and I'll never forget it because he had like gnats or something. Yeah. Around his face. And he's, he's literally, he's, you know, he's, he's got his, his claws around the tree. And he's and he's and he's swatting the gnats away, and all see these big claws come out. Yeah, come out. I'm like, oh. they look like fingers. Yeah, man. I'm like, the I'm claws like, are so is... big they look like they're big as your fingers, I, and it's I, thick. I'll never forget how scared I was when that bear walked off, and he walked off in a palmetto patch. So I have no idea if he's still in the palmetto patch huh? or or. And I came down on that climber and I walked backwards for a mile. <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's freaky. That is, no I mean, fun, the, the thing that that's good about when I was up there, it was in the morning, so it's daybreak. That's right. It's getting brighter. Yeah. And what happened is, eventually, he, he or she caught my scent, mm-hmm. and she just kind of looked around. And when you look at them, they have kind of like blue eyes. Their eyes are blue, blue gray, mm-hmm. and so it's not like a lot of like a like when you look at your dog, it. You can see their eyes. You can see their pupil. Right. You see the color. When you look at a bear, all you see is the blue. Mm-hmm. You can't see the pupil in the middle. And it's kind of a weird look. And they look at you, and it's like they, they can see real – they can't see real good. They can smell good. And, and you can see them moving their heads back and forth. 
And the bear never made a sound. It just turned around and eventually just walked off. And I was like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> but the whole time I'm sitting up there, you know, yeah. every sound I hear back in there till 11 o'clock, I'm going, is that him? Yeah. Her? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, is he coming back? So when you come down, you know, you're just like you said, you're backing oh, up. Oh, yeah. You're walking out and you're looking back going, well, I don't see him. Kirk, you're not alone. <laughs> it's not like you're walking down the street. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so right. you're looking left, looking yeah. right, behind you. You're, you're waiting you. for something to go, woof, woof. You know, yeah. Like, oh, here he comes. But the weird thing was, that was not the last one. So <laughs> we'll when we come back from the break, <laughs> more we'll, we'll hear the rest of the story. Uh, 641-1010 if you want to give us a call. Right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Captain Kirk Waltz, Captain Leon Dane, I'm Captain Kevin Favor. We'll be right back. So if you uh, are getting like letters, and this happened to me when I moved into my neighborhood, uh, about... From the HOA? Yeah, from the HOA. Okay. Just trying you know, to figure out where the letters come you, from. You, you, you got to, you know, get rid of this, or you can't do that. And, oh, yeah. And, and you happen to have a, a, a trailer in your driveway, and, you know, you got to get rid of it. Or you got to stack it somewhere. Stack M storage. They'll come p- pick it up. They'll put it in dry storage. They'll do a five-point inspection, make sure bearings, lights, make sure everything's cool. And whenever you need it, they'll bring it back to you. Yeah, Just cool. go to stackmstorage.com. All right, so so first bear. First bear, Yogi. first morning. You know, so I'm like, okay. You know. and, 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 and there's four or five of you hunting. There's four of us in the woods. Okay, and, and is anybody else seeing bears? No. Property size? Bears. What, what size property here? It's 1,000 acres. Okay, so 250 acres per person, mm-hmm. roughly. Yeah, so I mean, you figure, you know, 600, what is 660 acres is a square mile. Okay. So you're, you're, you know, a mile and a half of, close to a mile and a half of property. And it's spread out, and it's thick. And a lot of the river swamp's thick. A lot of the pines have been cut, so there's a lot of clear-cut area. But there are a lot of what I call satellite oak trees, you sure. know, in groves all over the place. So we're all spread out over that whole thousand acres and i'm probably two miles from my son mike's on the other end of the property another mile and a quarter away mm-hmm. and we're all spread out all over the place so I'll get down you know that afternoon i thought well you know we'll go back to the house and piddle around so we go back there and we piddle around sunday afternoon and i decide you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go back out and in hunt and we go back out that that afternoon and you know don't don't see anything you know get up the next morning i'm going to a different place i'm all fired up mm-hmm. all right going to another place i thought no you know what that bear's not coming back i'm gonna go back in that slough i'm gonna go back in there again oh, god so i get up the next morning glutton yeah yeah oh yeah. exactly i get up the next morning everybody's going you know everybody stands around the cabin going where are you going yep. where are you going so cause we have a sign in book so everybody's got a sign into mm-hmm. the book and we have a little metal board up on the with a tack or kitchen something. wall. It's got a little magnet, and you put your magnet up there. So yeah. if you're if you're you know jumping around on a climber, everybody knows where you're at, and um, everybody signs in. We all leave, and I go. I'm going back down there again. You know, so I, I I walk back down in there and try to get in there a little bit earlier. You know, a little bit darker so with I, a with a bow. bright flashlight. Yep. Oh, oh man, I've got a tack <laughs> light. You know, I've got like. 5,000 lumens, man. It looks like the sun going in there, right, you know? yeah. 
So I walk back in there, and the bears are in there going, "Dude, turn that thing off!" Yeah. You know, and, and actually, and, and we had talked about this before the show started this morning. We have the largest mass crop of acorns I've ever seen up there. It's crazy. It is is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, red acorns, uh, chestnut oaks are dropping, uh, swamp oaks, live oaks. It's just unbelievable. So you're walking in, you're looking at all acorns, you're going, "God, this is really cool." You know, deer sign, hog sign, everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, tons of deer sign, and so. I walk in, and the, the area where I've hunted, hunting now is is a little bit down the slough in a, in a climber, but it, very close to where I was before. It's very wet, so it's ankle deep, so you're walking through water. So I had to put the bow up on a stump because I didn't want to lay it down in the water because mm-hmm. I've got string guards on there, yeah. the little primo string guards. It's uh-huh. like a sling. Mm-hmm. So I've got the sling on there, so I put it up on the stump, put my fanny pack on the other edge of the stump, and I get the strings that are tied to the stand to try it to the bow to pull them up. Uh-huh. So I start tying the string onto the bow, and something tells me, hey, look behind you. And I'm look, I look behind me, it's first crack of light, and I see a black thing over there, and I'm going, oh, it's a hog. It's smaller. <laughs> it's a ho- that's a hog. So I reach for the bow, right? and I take the uh, sling off of it, and I put my hand on the handle, and I've got the release on my right hand, and I look over again, and I'm going, Oh damn! It's a bear, another freaking bear. I'm going. You gotta, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, this is surreal. This can't be true. So I put the bow down and I reach for the fanny pack because that's where the pistol is. I'm going. If I gotta protect myself, if I gotta protect myself or make a noise, this right. will make a loud noise back in this swamp. Right. And so, you know, I don't have time to pull the phone out and take a picture for you guys right. or anything. All I'm thinking is this bear is getting closer. We'll give so you a pass. It's yeah. at 35 right. yards. Next thing I turn around, I look over. By the time I put my hand on the fanny pack, it's at 25 yards. <laughs> oh, boy. And I'm like, this is not good. Yeah. So I go to reach in. I'm rooting around in the fanny pack looking for the, for the Glock that's in a lock holster. And I put my hand on it. I look over, and the bear's now. He's at 20 yards, and he's on top of me. And I'm like, okay, only thing I can remember to do is make myself bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. So I grab the fanny pack in my left hand, I grab the bow with my right hand, I stand up, and I hold him way over my head, and I go, whoa, like, hey, stop. And he sees me, and he turns around, and he shoots out of there like he's got, got, been shot out of a cannon, smokes it out of there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your heart's in your throat. Oh, and you're oh like, I can imagine. You're not even in your stand yet. And I'm just breathing. I'm going, holy smoke. I'm just... You know, you're not shaking, shaking, but you're a little. Sure. You're breathing up. deep. Yeah, you're concerned. You know, and I put the bow down. I put the fanny pack down. And I text Mike and, and Kyle said, another bear. And, of course, Mike's going, what's going on over there with you? Something like yeah, that, you yeah. know. If 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 Larry Minyard had been there, I'd be suspicious. Yeah. I, I don't would, know. I would think somebody's putting something on your boots. I don't know. Spraying I was, honeysuckle on your body. Exactly, yeah, yeah, you know? yes. I yeah. was about as puckered up as puckered up could be. And the thing that was weird is the, the bear came in on my backtrack. So it obviously picked up my scent mm-hmm. walking through the swamp where I, where, where I came from. And followed you in? And it followed me in on my backtrack. Okay. So it, And it was a young bear, very young bear. I'd say uh, 125 pounds. Right. You know, yearling. Right. You know, maybe a two-year-old, you know, got kicked out. And Curious I, bear. And I'm like, okay. You know, yeah. I don't know even if I, if I want to climb the tree or if I can climb the tree right now, you know. Pump the but, brakes here. I mean, crazy. 
So, you know, I hunt, no, no deer. Guys saw a few deer. Nobody had any shots that morning. Get down. And now we go to, you know, part three of the story. Oh, God. So Brad comes up from Jacksonville, Brad Smith, and he's going to hunt with us. And, and he gets there that morning. I said, well, we'll go hunt this place. You know, I'll put you in the spot and the following day. So I, I take him back there and we sit, nothing. That evening, I'm going, I'm going to sit in a different place. Let's, let's go down on the far end of the property, down the river road, and it's the old uh, um, Woodpecker Trail. Mm-hmm. That runs from Apalachicola, that runs all the way over to uh, Folkestone, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, in the old days, that's how they traded. And that was a trading route that ran from those two places, mm-hmm. from Florida it's to Georgia. Pretty cool, yeah. And it's a cool old road. And so it's got a lot of history to it. And it runs the whole back end of our property. And I told Brad, I said, it's going to be a hike. So we're going to take the four wheelers to the edge of it. We're going to stop and walk the rest of the way in. It's a long walk. It's about a mile walk. So we walk back in there, and I go, look, I'm going to go back in the slough. We put a put a ladder stand here at the end of season last year. Nobody's hunted it. I'm going to hunt this because it's kind of hard to find it. And I'm going to take you down here. I'm going to took, took him to the creek stand. Mm-hmm. So there's a creek that runs through the property. And I say, you go down there and sit in the creek stand, and I'm going to go in here. So I go in there, and I sit down, and. I send him a text. I'm in, and he sends me a text. I'm in. I'm good. This is beautiful back in here, and we're both sitting, and you know, and it's beautiful. The wind dies. It's a gorgeous spot. It's a really pretty bow spot. And I'm sitting there, and this time I brought the 270. I did not bring the bow. <laughs> fire stick. I brought the fire yeah. stick because I'm like, you feel you know much what? more comfortable. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling the love here. Right, I'm right. feeling love. So I'm sitting there. And, and five o'clock comes and light's starting to come down. And the crickets are starting to come out. The wind dies. I'm going, oh, this is perfect. Magic hour, you know. All of a sudden I hear a noise. And I look to my right on my back trail. I'm going, hog. I'm going, this, I think this is a hog. Right. So I, I, I get up. I turn around with a rifle. And I look over. It's another flipping bear. <laughs> a young bear. And it's bigger than the yellow one. Right. And I'm going, it's a young bear. So I put the gun down. I'm like, you know, I'm not too worried about him. And I I grabbed the camera, the phone, mm-hmm. and I sent you all the video. And it comes right under the stand, walks right up to the ladder, and he gets right to me. And I go, like a deer would. Yeah. And, buddy, he comes unglued, does <laughs> a backflip, <laughs> and, man, smokes oh. it out of there. Oh. <laughs> I'm going, What? in the world is going on here you know i send the guys a text all a group text anybody see any bears no well i got you, don't one tell us stand don't tell us you saw another bear and i'm going oh yeah here's the video i sent it to him and of course, that's crazy of course jeff sends me a text he goes are you putting honey on your yeah. boots somebody Something. somebody goofing with you i'm like what is going on insane yeah that's um the chances of that three sits three, three sitters bears. yeah three yeah. for three in 20 years I've hunted up there. I've never had that happen. In yeah, 20 years. you may never have that happen again. I mean, I hope it. I hope I don't. I know. I mean, nuts. What do you think on the other property? Does anybody hunt them? Kyle and Danny and Chip Olmstead hunted them this year. Was it three weekends? Three weekends. Yeah. I think Kyle hunted one weekend because he lives in Naples, so he can only come up yeah. for one long weekend. And I think Danny and Chip. Danny Smith and Chip Olmstead hunted a couple of weekends, a couple of times. And they didn't see any, you know. 
and you're not allowed to bait for bears. Um, right. So, yeah. you know, they're just sitting in spots like I was sitting at random. I thought, <laughs> you know, I saw them all back at the camp. I'm like, y'all need to take care of some business. Next yeah, year. no kidding. You know, you what's going serious on about here, this. You know, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, they just, they, they, they've gotten to the point to where they're really, they're, they're not, Dog they're, they're not afraid of you anymore. I mean, well, they, there's, there's plenty of them up there. Yeah. You know, there always has been. And I, there's a lot more and now. There, and there's big ones. There's some really big bears there. I'm telling you, I, I know they, they, they got one in there last year and they waited up there in Fargo. I forgot how big it was. It was very, very large. I don't know what the record black bear is for up there. You know, and I'm I'm one of these kind of people. I'm not going to shoot one because I'm not going to eat it. Right. And I don't want to have to skin it. I right. don't need a bear. I understand. I know. get it. I mean, I, I don't have any use of a bear rug bear. in the house. Yeah, right. You know, that ain't going to yeah, go yeah, over. Yeah, ain't going to go over real well. You know. Yeah, I got enough stuff. You know. I, yeah, yeah. 641 641-1010. Give us a call right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. <laughs> Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, and uh, hey, it, it's it's only about three hours from here, Steve Hatchie River Club, due west. If you've never been there, especially I mean, now, you know, I know we always talk about their fishing, but their their fall fishing is is phenomenal. Oh, the when, trout fishing over there is off the chain, yeah. sheephead. Yeah, yeah. So, look, if you want to take your boat over there and stay with, um, you know, Steve Hatchie River Club. You could do that. They've got a private boat ramp. You know, you got your little cabin right there, a private cabin. You, if you don't want to do that, if you don't feel like pulling your boat over there, they've got everything that, that you want to rent. I mean, Carolina skiffs, pontoon boats. Uh, just uh, check it out, Steenhatchy River Club. All right, time for a weather and the tides. Weather's always brought to you by the Bearded Pig. Oh, yeah. Best barbecue around, according to Captain Kirk and Lagerman. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's, staple a, it, at the it's, it's kind house. of a hike for me to go to the Bearded Pig. I understand. It's I've a staple a couple at our times house. Love it, but yeah, I get it. Uh, today, you know what? The the, the uh, weather looks great. Beautiful day to I go mean, fishing. Today, yeah, Haunting. north winds 10 to 15, diminishing to 10. Late in the afternoon, 2 to 4. Uh, tonight, northwest winds 5 to 10, 2 to 3. Sunday, northwest winds 5 to 10, becoming west 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Uh, Monday, north winds 10 to 15, 3 to 4. Tuesday, northwest winds 5 to 10. I mean, so, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, that's great, great inshore. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. What, we got good tides? Tides brought to you by Andy Subs, the best sub shop in Jacksonville. And what makes them so great is all the is fresh turkey foods. Sandwich. Turkey sandwich. <laughs> yeah, turkey sandwich that Jeff just loves. Log highly <laughs> recommends the turkey with cheese, uh-huh. which he has never had, but mm-hmm. anyway, that's a joke, folks. Yeah. Anyway, they do make great subs, great salads, great sides. Go by and see them right there at the corner of Penman and Beach. Yeah, we've got a rising tide, so you got a high tide at one twenty-three a.m. Or excuse me, excuse me, one forty-two p.m. this afternoon. You have a low tide at seven twenty-six, which was four minutes ago. Okay, um, looks which, like it's which about nine thirty in Palm Valley. Yeah, so about yeah, a five point one. So if you're going to go fish, now's a good time to get going, get rolling. Um, sheephead bite's been good. Yep. And doesn't look like it's going to flow real hard. 
between the high and the lows. We'll, so. we'll, we'll get we'll get to the fishing here, just a second. I want to, I want to talk about that. All right, let's go. We've got a caller that wants hey, to Kenny. talk about his bear story. Good morning, Kenny. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? What's up, buddy? Doing good. Hey, um, up in Virginia, uh, I used to hunt near a national park, and uh, and I was lucky to be able to get in there a couple days when it was Shenandoah National Park up in Rockingham County. And, uh, you know, big deer get run off that park all the time. Well, I went in and hung a climber one day. One evening, went back the next morning, and my climber's about nine foot up in the tree and tore all through, you know what. Yep. And uh, I said, that's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> it was in the morning. <laughs> but uh, one, one thing, put it, we put it up that tree, tore the seat out of it, you know, get out of here was more or less what he was saying. But uh, we do have 400 acres over in Bath County in Western Virginia. And sometimes the bear gets so, I'm not going to call it bad, but they get thick. And um, instead of us killing them, we we let the professionals come in with the dogs uh-huh. when they're allowed to legally. Yeah. And they'll come in and thin them out for you. But um, if you don't, they'll, they'll be a problem and it affects your deer hunting. But uh, people that are not bear hunters, they, they're not very, I mean, they get lucky and want to come across them. But if you want to be effective in thinning them out, Bring the guys in with the dogs who know how to get it done, that's, and they'll get them out of there. That, that's it, that, that's funny. First off, it's a great point. But whenever I hunted um, Fargo with with Kurt Kenny, uh, at that time the there was there was a couple climbers that we used um, a gunslinger mm-hmm. which had a cloth seat. Yep. But there was also a a very popular climber at that time called a buckshot. Yep. And the buckshot had a leather seat. Yep. And you could not leave it on a tree. No. They would they would eat it. Yeah. You, yeah. you get back to your tree with I mean it, they would destroy your yeah. your seat. Eat the cowhide off of it. They'd eat cowhide off of it. Really? And, and the yeah. funny yeah. thing is what I was told yeah, you too. We had to quit using the, the those climbers. We had to because they they would eat the seat off of it. And the thing that I was yeah. told with any of the seats like even the the summits that had a foam cushion seat yeah, mine was a summit. Yeah, because of the salt in your body, right? Sweating, sweating into the seat. Oh, that's just wonderful. They 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 smell that, and that's why they tear the seat up. <laughs> yeah, they, but bringing those bear hunters, the dogs that know, I mean, the guy that has the dogs that they don't key on the deer, they key on the bear, and they just them guys like you to get out of the way and let them take care of business, and, and they will thin them out though. But uh, we might have that happen hey, next year. I'm about to say that's a professional <laughs> yeah, exterminator. It sounds like to I me mean, that's a great idea. It, it, Kyle, it, Kyle was exactly, running brought it up. Uh, that's exactly what they are. And every four years, my my stepdad lets them come in and lets them have at it. That's not a bad and, uh, idea. They just like you to get out of the way and let them get them. So well, um, I I know just like the lease that I have uh, uh, up in up in Georgia, Kenny. Um, but yeah. it's it, a lot of it's a working cow farm and the owner will in, in January after hunting season, he'll bring in a professional trapper about every other year mm-hmm. to trap coyotes, mm-hmm. you know, because, really? Yeah. That's, because that's they, smart. They, 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 yeah, absolutely. Because they'll destroy cattle. I mean, you know, calves, man, they, yes. they, 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 they know when those calves are being dropped born. Yeah. And, but yeah, so. I think that's. I just never thought about that, but that's that's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. like hey. it's not like they're going to charge you anything. No, like, these guys oh, do no, it for no, fun. No. You know, they love it. They'll yeah. do it for free. Yeah, yeah. Hey, enjoy the show, guys. Thanks, thanks buddy. Hey, thanks, thanks for Kenny. that. Yeah, that's 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 a, that's a great. That's idea. a great tip. Boy. All right, let's go talk to Gary this morning.
Morning, Gary. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. That's funny. I thought dogs would be scared to go anywhere near bears. I would be. Oh, I don't. It's it's no fun. You know, it's, it, it's 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 here's here's the crazy thing, Gary. And, and I don't care who you are, how big of a boy you are. Right. Whenever you walk through the woods in the in the dark, okay, it's it's spooky. I mean, I, you know, but my my kids make fun of me all the time because mm-hmm. I every don't, little noise gets magnified. I right? don't yep. watch horror flicks. Yeah. I don't watch scary movies. Yeah. I, I I don't. Yeah. Listen, if they're watching it, I walk through the room. I go la 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 la, and I go somewhere else because because whenever you're in the dark in the woods, your imagination runs wild. Yes, it does, man. It yeah. runs wild. Well, the yeah. thing is, a black bear in the dark, you can't see it. Of course not. You're not going to see. You it. can't hear it most of the time. No, and it's amazing how an animal that weighs over three hundred something pounds will not pop a twig. Right. They'll step on a twig and their paws. Because of the pads, they muffle it. They muffle it. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I know they said a grizzly can rip your head off with one swing of its paws. I imagine a black bear can. Well, close if you it. take your hand and hold it in front of your face right now and you look at your fingers, that's what the claws of a bear look like. It's like your fingers, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that and that thick too. Mm-hmm. They look like right. your fingers, and they're four or five inches long, and they're bad. They're bad to right. the bone. So y'all have a good Thanksgiving. Everything is good. Excellent. Yep. Thank you. Good, good. Uh, any good uh, hunting stories? Ever? I get, is, is Jeff out of town hunting right now? He is. He's in a tree stand right now. Yeah. Oh, he is. He's probably yeah. listening. Yeah, yeah, and 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 and, and well deserved. The man works a yeah, lot. He does. This He's time been of putting year. a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. He he yeah. does. He does. And just 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 for Jeff in case he's listening, that's three wins in a row for my Dolphins. If they run the table, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, but you, you, have, you haven't called in three weeks either because you got your ass kicked by the Jaguars. So don't start. No, no, no. The refs beat us. You know very well that guy touched the punt. Plus, that oh, was a phantom. Oh, now you're going to oh, give man. us that. Go away. Even Gary. Tony Baselli said it was have, a phantom. Have a great Tony weekend. Baselli. Have a great weekend, Gary. Yeah. Oh, stop Started it. it. Oh, man, you got to yeah. stop that, Gary, man. Yeah. What do you think, man? Yeah. You're, call back in three more weeks, yeah. Gary. Call, call back next I, week when Jeff's here. He'll yeah. really, really give you the, yeah. the business. Yeah. Are you telling me the Jaguars won a game? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. They've won two. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, um, fun stuff. Uh, let, let's, let's take a break. And and when we come back, I I, I do want to I want to get a little more specific about the fishing, but I want to tell some of my my dear stories from from oh, cool. this week. You know, I'd love to I'm, hear them. I'm I'm hunting a I'm hunting a legend, which is which is fun, man. I'm hunting a giant buck and uh, a ghost. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's he's got my number, and 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 the days are running out real quick about being able to kill him because uh, rut's just about over. Where where we're at, it'll a few few more days, and you'll have kind of trickle stuff in December. But right. yeah. for, for the most part, he's uh, I think he's one. Mm. But he's and and we've got some pictures of him that uh, we'll post on, on on Facebook and stuff this week. Anyway, give us a call 1010 right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Be right back. I'm sitting here looking at uh, coastal equipment, and and folks, if, if you're in the market for a tractor, Gravely Zero Turn side by side, the the deals they've got going on over there right now, um, like zero down, zero percent interest for up to like sixty bucks, pretty good deals. 
going on at uh, Coastal Equipment, go to CoastalEquipmentSystems.com or just go to uh, the homepage at OutdoorShow.com and, and scroll down in our list of all of our sponsors and advertisers right there. All you got to do is click on them. Then you can get what you need. Awesome. Yeah, if you go on our Facebook page today, folks, uh, David Piper posted a incredible buck that if his friend's son, Jesse, shot last night. Up in Boone, North Carolina. God, I mean, it is it yeah. is massive. What is it's that? It's a good one. Three, four, five. A huge 10-point. I mean, massive. He can hardly get his hands around the base. Yeah, of that. it's just a beautiful deer, man. Yeah, golly. Yeah. Well, That's, you've had some uh, pretty good uh, deer encounters yourself here this last week, too. Yeah, I um, I have. I, it, I, I was uh, – Carrie, Carrie and I went back up. We, we were home for a few days last week, you know, between our Indiana trip and – and uh, so we went back up on Saturday after the show, and um, obviously we had to stop and and um, do some grocery shopping for mm-hmm. Turkey Day. And so I mean I didn't get in the woods until Sunday morning, and uh, Sunday morning was beautiful. Saw one 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 really nice eight point let walk, um, and and as the it's 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 funny, and in our neck of the woods. And and I've been there since 2006. The last couple days of October through the first, I'll, I'll say seven eight days of November are are red hot. A lot of deer movement, mm-hmm. you know, bucks moving around trying to find the first hot doe. Right. And then it, it it settles down a little bit. You know, I'm not saying you go into a lull, but it's you don't see the deer movement as much. Um, like you do in those those five or six days, mm-hmm. and 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 then it, it's it's so funny because you know I I sat on on, um, on on Sunday and Monday and saw saw a few deer, but it's just typical that when you get closer to Thanksgiving and in, in the very end of November, I don't know whether you want to call it a second rut or or what you want to call it, but but mm-hmm. it's it's they start moving again, and. I have been hunting this one particular buck. His name is Old One Time because he only has one time, and um, he's he's kind of becoming a legend up there, <laughs> you know. And 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 it, it's basically myself and Roger who are who are hunting him. Um, he stays on our property, and he, he like I said, we'll we'll have some pictures of him here sometime this week. But he's right. he, he's a true giant, you know. I mean, where where we've had some we. Our typical good bucks that we kill mm-hmm. are four and a half year old, maybe five and a half year old eight points. We yeah. have a lot of eight points. Yeah, you know, I mean, we just do, and 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 you can tell the difference between a young eight point and an old eight point. They get real heavy horns and oh, real yeah. wide, and and I mean, but that's really all we've ever killed up there. You right. know, is is because we're trying to kill mature deer, and and and, and most of them are just big eight points. Well, this one, this one is is. Um, Kind of an outlier, you know. He is he he he's a giant deer, and I had I've got one daytime picture of I, I got three pictures of him on a on a food plot. Um, he's chasing a doe, and that's the only daytime pictures and the only time I've I've seen him in the, in the daytime. I, I have not laid my eyes on him yet, but it's uh it's 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 fun you know you're trying to oh yeah you know do, do you're, you're you're trying to come up with some kind of a puzzle gave you hope <laughs> yeah you know and and it's um you, you know at any point in time you're like oh he's going to step out and uh i have passed bucks and passed bucks because 
I, I, I want I want to see this one, you know. And and if I don't, I, you know, oh well. But but the interesting thing is, um, I sent the pictures to Dave Edwards, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Dave, he's a wildlife biologist. Okay, and, and well, that's and, what he does. That's he what he does. Deer. He studies yeah. he deer. deer. You yeah. know, right. I mean, that's and so when I sent the pictures to him, I'm like, you know, I'm just really curious to think your your what you think about how old this deer is, you know, and and then you know he went into the the but the science, you know, hey, have you got any other pictures? I need a side picture. I need this. And I and I did. I had some other pictures of at nighttime, mm-hmm. you know. And he's like, Kevin, he goes, I, I think that deer's four and a half years old. You know, and I'm thinking, wow, if this deer's four and a half years old, what's he going to look like at, at five and a half, mm-hmm. you know? So He's not massive. That, not he's that, beautiful. Not that I would pass him. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, it's not. You're it, it's, yeah, I just, I told Davis, and if I see him, he's not going to get any older. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You know, not a day older. Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, and I know we've got, in, in the 20 years we've hunted our property, I've seen two 10 points up there. Mm-hmm. One a long time ago, and I'm sure that deer is dead by now. Yeah. And then one we saw, Mike and I saw him last year, and then I saw him the year before that. I don't know how old he is. I know he's he's massive. It when we ran into him last year, we were walking into our canal spot down a little little two path going to the food plot because we were going to do some uh, maintenance up there. And he and I were walking in without guns, and they were bedded down. Mm-hmm. Him and an eight point right on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And when we walked up on them, Oof. they came unglued, and there's a hedge right there, and they tried to go through it. And it's all vines and stickers. Yeah, the horns are getting all And they got all caught up in it. And so we got an opportunity to get a really good look at it. Good look at them, right. And it was like, holy smoke. Mike's like, why didn't we bring a rifle? Yeah, I don't don't know. We're stupid. You know, that's what our problem is. But then you you see them once or twice. Um, We've seen them on the camera. Tim Tim Carney's seen it on the camera last year. I have not seen them this year. I have not seen them on the camera. Yeah. So you don't know if they're going to be there the next year. Yeah, that's right. You know? You don't. You, you got it, neighbors it, around it, you, the, the, hunting, and, and it's even like like Dave when when we had him uh, as a guest in in studio, he's like the hardest thing to do is to tell the difference between eight points, and eight points, you know, unless it's a young one and an old one, right? But mm-hmm. I mean, if you have an eight point that's three and a half years old, and all of a sudden the next year he's still on your property, you really don't know no, which no. which eight point that was, you know, and, yeah. unless he's got. A spot on it, exactly. Or, you it's know? not like a redfish where you can look at the spot. Yeah, exactly. But but it, it, so it's so I'm not sure if this deer's been on our property or or or, or not. But I mean, he's but he's been there since August. I mean, yeah. I've, I've had pictures of him in, in in velvet all the way through now. Wow. So this is his home, and I've got cameras on other pieces of property and stuff. And he hasn't moved. He has he has stayed right yes. in a 300 acre area. He's a dandy. Um, yeah, and and uh, but. I got some bears you can come over and take yeah, care of. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So be- because of him, because on, on our lease, we have a, a south side of the lease and a north side of the lease. And because he's been there, mm-hmm. nobody's been to the north side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I told Carrie, we've got a beautiful food plot over there, a double ladder stand. Nobody's been there all year. I said, I'm, I'm going to go sit on the, the north side tonight. Yeah. And that was on, on, on Tuesday evening. So I slid in there about three o'clock, and um, a, a, about three forty-five, a spike comes out in the food plot. I'm like, cool, you know, it's a beautiful evening. You, I think you sat on Tuesday. You said it was just, it was an incredible day. Yeah, it was. Pretty- well, anyway, the deer just started pouring out. 
under this food plot. I'm like, wow, why haven't I been over here all year? You know, but again, it's a spot that nobody's bothered them. Right. You no know? pressure. No pressure. You no, know, no that, that, and, uh, the only thing we did over there was plant a food plot, you know, and uh, we don't even have a camera on that particular food plot. Anyway, it's getting uh, like, like 15 minutes before dark, right? And I got seven doughs and two bucks in the food plot. And, and, and I'm like, man, how, how am I going to get out of here? You know, well, another buck comes in, uh, like a little six point or something. And he thinks he's the man. So he starts chasing everything around. Right. And, and, and he clears the food plot. Just there's deer running everywhere in the woods. Perfect. I'm like, perfect. That's great. I'm getting down now. So I'm packing my stuff. And all of a sudden, all I hear is grunting and running coming to me, the whole herd, all of them. Wow. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> this isn't good. And literally a doe to my left at 10 yards, a doe to my right at about 20 yards. The buck goes, another buck goes by me chasing a doe. A I mean, doe. a full buck, like running, running, not, wow. you know, and I'm going, holy crap. And now I can't, I can't do anything. I got a doe right there. I got a doe there. Well, then I hear another buck grunting coming at me. And he comes right up to the one, and it's a little late point, comes up to the one on my left. Dang. chases her by me. Well, I still got this one to my right. And it's funny what they do. The does sit there and watch this. You ever notice that? Oh, yeah. They, it's a game to them. The, the does that aren't in heat especially will just stand there and look at them going, ain't us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, so the doe to my right, it's, 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 it's pretty much dark. And I could just hear these bucks grunting and running does all around me and stuff. Wow. And it, it's unbelievable. And so I'm like, well, I can't go anywhere. I still got this doe right here. And all of a sudden, I hear another buck coming from my left. And it's pretty dark. All I can do is hear him grunting and coming. And he goes right underneath my stand and starts chasing this doe. Well, this doe turns, and they literally start doing circles around my stand. Oh, man. And, I, and I'm not exaggerating. They're going around and around my stand. Oh, my God. I'm like going, this is the coolest thing ever. And now my thought is, Leon, I hope that I'd have no scent on me that smells like a doe. Because yeah, you're in trouble. They're, they're not leaving. Yeah, they're not leaving. And, 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 and if they look at me and they're as, as fired up as these bucks are, Yep. <laughs> oh, you look pretty. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Sorry. this is, but damn, what a sin. I mean, it was, and, and literally, as I'm walking out, I could, all I could hear was bucks grunting and chasing does. Crashing. It was, it was fantastic. One of the best sits I've ever had. You came back home to carry you, you're not going to believe oh, what exactly, I saw. Oh, exactly, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. And, and she even said, why are you so late? Because it's a shame I, you couldn't have got some of that on video. That would have been really cool. It's so dark, Kirk. Yeah. I don't even know that I could have seen them through the scope. I mean, it's just, you know, you're just listening to all this. And you can see the shadows going around your tree stand. I've done that before. But, and what do you do? I mean, you, you sit. You just sit enjoy and wait, it. and hopefully they'll just enjoy it. Yep. Exactly. You'll you'll enjoy eventually it. meander off, and you can get down. Yep, yep, yep. Don't go anywhere, <sighs> folks. we got an LV Hires gear tip of the week coming up right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. And right now, it's time for your LV Hires Gear Tip of the Week, 259-2314. If you own or operate an unbranded convenience store, look, they can help you. Because what basically what they do, if you own a, an unbranded convenience store, they're going to lump you in with all 
of the unbranded convenience store. So you're going to get lower fuel prices. And God knows we need some lower fuel prices Boy, right you, now. Boy, you ain't just Man, whistling Dixie. Man, I mean, stop it. Don't get me started on that. But anyway, 259-2314. And, and guys, you know, um, <laughs> as you age yeah, and yeah. you become more mature. Mature. Mature, right? We're, we're mature. Right, right. You, 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 Speak you, for uh, yourselves. Right. Well, I mean, you, you can you can admit sometimes when you're wrong. True. Right? Yep. And 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 I've got to step up to the plate here because I I talked to Captain Kirk last week about this LV hires gear tip that he gave. I don't know. It was three or four months ago. Yeah, it was. And 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 it, it was a uh, rat flip and slip trap bucket lid. Yep. All right. For the mouse, for, for the mouse, mouse catcher. Traps, right. Yep. And so being having look and, and I don't know people are like wow you got mice look Kirk and I's places are in the middle of the woods. Okay. Yeah, we you, ain't up there in the summertime. So yeah, well, for three or four months, nobody's hardly there. Yeah, and, and you the mice are gonna find a way to get in your house. They I mean, do. Just, and 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 you know you can get the little flip traps that kill them, and but they they kind of get wise to that. Well, Kurt came up with this this rat flip and slip thing that goes over the top of a five gallon bucket. And we bought two of them, and we caught nothing. Yeah, I, I took the whip last week. Yes, you did. I did. And and so when we went back up, we left it set, and Carrie had changed some things. And when we got back up there, lo and behold, we caught one. And then we caught one, and then we caught another one. and, then, and So... There is a method to the madness. We caught five. kudos to your wife yes. for figuring this out. Because God bless her. Yes, she and she did. It's genius. It so, really is genius. Yes. So so she noticed that our dog bowl on the front porch were fancy, you know, and 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 you know, you know dogs, right? If you put a little sookums in there or something, they lick the thing clean. Oh, oh yeah, that's right, true. Right? So there's really nothing in there. But they throw but, scraps all over the place. That's right. Little chunks. Little chunks. And Carrie's like, you know what? There's little mouse turds all over. She goes, okay, so this thing has a little ladder on it that goes to the top of the bucket. She said, I'm going to put a little tiny piece of dog food on every third step, and then I'm going to put a piece of dog food on the flip lid. Money. Like a crumb. That's genius. It's it's unbelievable. Because what they tell you, and when you get the instructions, folks, this trap door lid has like a little, almost like a little round thing over the top of where the lid is and they tell you to take peanut butter and smear it underneath that lid well we had a hard time getting them to go in the bucket right like carrie did and you did and so this is a great idea i'm just telling you every third step little tiny piece of dog food and then put the whole piece of dog food on the lid and it's it's, it's seals the deal seals the deal i can yeah. see when you look at the picture you can see pieces of dog food right. floating around in, in the water yeah. Yeah. You know, so the, the mice fall in there and they swim around and then they drown. Yeah, they exist. They, 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 they expire. They expire. expire. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Thank yeah. you, Leon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big so, word for me. So, anyway, there's your. I'm redeemed. Yes. I'm you're redeemed. Totally Welcome redeemed. back. Yeah, the great, yeah, great yeah, mouse yeah. hunter is redeemed. Because, because I, I, it was so funny. Whenever we got up there and we actually had some dead in the bucket, I took a picture of it. I sent it to them and I just said, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only uh, thing I said. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it works. It works. And 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 now that she's got that method, every, every night, just, yeah. uh, just get rid and, of that. Before oh, you she, go to bed, she's sitting that's there exactly setting it. She does. She sets it. She's sets like, I'm the trap. Another one, you know. And I just take she's it. She's hunting, and you're hunting. <laughs> you know. Oh, it, it, I got one. The, the only thing that I will say, 
if you, if you buy one of these, they, the, the quality is not good. No, it's okay. not. Okay. It is really thin plastic. I've already broke one of them. Made in China. I, 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 maybe, probably. Yes, um, they are. But you, because you have to take this lid off and on the bucket, and it's got little little plastic snaps. snaps. You're so easy to break. And then the little snaps that the ladder goes into um, broke those. So you just you, – you got it works. You got to handle it with kit gloves. You do. Yeah, you do. It's cheap. All right, let's go talk to Top Gun this morning. Fellas, good morning. What's going on today? Morning, Top Gun. No sense in uh, asking y'all if you had a nice Thanksgiving because you boys can eat. There's yeah, you know, there's no doubt about I, that. I, I, be I, like, I will, I will be, totally admit, Top Gun, I. Crushed. When we crushed it, and then when when Carrie broke out the the pecan pie and the homemade whipped cream, I still ate it. <laughs> I yeah, did. and I, 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 I did. did not feel good sleeping that night. I really didn't. But yeah, I, Dad, come and I enjoyed I it. I worked out. Yeah, and I actually I couldn't eat dessert after dinner, so I went and sat back by the fire pit for two hours before I even t- touched a piece of that chocolate silk pie. Oof. I was like, oh, yeah, you know. My son. Well, now. I kind of, I kind of went under the knife. Yeah, you got wounded in the line of battle. Yeah, I um had carpal tunnel surgery. Oh yeah. Uh, been been putting it off for a long time, and it was time, and so I'm still having some pain. Yes, but right hand or left there. hand? Right, right hand. I'm right handed. I got to get the left hand to done too, but that's later. Mm. Okay. Fingers so. are going numb. Yeah, yeah, and pain, severe pain. Mm. Yep. So I know it. Kurt, yeah. Did it affect you a lot, like cleaning fish? It just hurts, yeah. like like he says. I mean, my right hand hurts a little bit. Right. You know. Okay. So yeah, it 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 does. It bugs you a little. Well, bit. I got a I got a news flash for you. I'm not sure where this was. Might have been Australia, but I'm not positive. But uh, these these scientists got together and um, doing some research on lobsters. And they came to the conclusion that that if you uh, these these restaurants that have like lobsters in tanks and you pick out which one you want to eat and all that, they said when you drop that lobster in a pot of boiling water. It's extremely painful to the lobster. So they're trying to pass some law where these restaurants and stuff have to stab them in the head before they throw them in the pot. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that something? I heard it. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, crabs and everything else we right. throw in there. <laughs> you know, yeah. Shrimp. Yeah. Shrimp. yeah. Shrimp. You know, I, I, I know. Exactly. Yep. Wow. Exactly. Crawfish. You know, yeah. it, 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 look, everything that we eat expires. It has somehow, been. you know, whether somehow it's, it's right. hung up in a butcher shop or it's going, going down the aisle. You know what I mean? It's going to I mean, buy the farm somehow. Yeah. You're eating yeah. duck a l'orange. Yeah. It just yeah. don't walk yeah. off a cliff. Yeah. That, that, you know? Yeah. That, that yeah. chicken breast that you're eating in there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> goes bang, bang, bang yeah. somehow. You know, right. I mean, it, it ain't none of it pretty. Right. You know, I mean, I. Hey, this, uh, 
This old uh, redneck boy named Billy Bob. Here we go. He calls the hospital one day, and nurse answers the phone, and he says, "Help! Help! My wife's having a baby, and I don't know what to do." And the nurse says, "Well, just calm down. Take a couple of deep breaths. I'm gonna." Walk you through everything, and it's going to be just fine. She says, the nurse says, uh, how old is she? And he says, she's about 25. And uh, the nurse says, that's good. That's good. And uh, is this her first child? Billy Bob says, no, this is her husband. LTS, baby! <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to so steal that. <laughs> I'm so gonna steal that. Is this her first child? Our no. producer's losing it back to here in the booth. <laughs> he is actually dying over there right now. <laughs> Lucky him. Oh man, that's pretty funny. Good, uh, good one, Top Gun. I don't good know one. where he gets these from. I don't know what uh, book oh, he goes to, man. library, whatever. Oh, that's uh, that, that's that's good stuff. All right, let's on that. Let's take, take a uh, break. Take a break. And uh, hey, if you're in, if you're around St. Augustine this morning and uh, you want a really good breakfast or lunch coming up, Moe's Southwest Grill. They, that uh, what, what was that thing called? We had Grande the, the Grande Breakfast Burrito. Oh my word! You ever have one of those? I can't say that I mm. have. No, my, well you you can crusher. only eat. Yeah, it's 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 a crusher. Thanks, Mose. We we and by the way, I I'm sorry, but it's not like I'm thinking about food right now. But Mose Grande sounds pretty good. Six four one, ten ten. Give us a call right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. I always talk about the. Uh, Pre-owned vehicles at Claude Dolan Cadillac because I've done it numerous times. You know, it's 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 kind of like the I, and I'm not I, I'm maybe speaking out of turn here, but I mean it's like their pre-owned vehicles are awesome. You know, you don't you don't go by there and see it like an old eighty Blazer. <laughs> no, they go and you, you they know, shop hard yeah, and they come up with good yeah, quality and, and, used and, vehicles. And so here's a pre-owned 2018 GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab. A four-wheel drive Denali, uh, 41,000 miles. Folks, if you're in the market for a really nice truck and somebody's already paid that new price tag on it and you're not going to have to, it's only 41,000, uh, that's that's the kind of stuff that I've bought from them. I mean, like like my truck that I'm driving now, mm-hmm. um, I you know, it had like 12,000 miles on it. You know, got a great price on it and it's it's the nicest truck I've ever had. Um, but anyway, Claude Nolan Cadillac, if you're looking for a pre-owned vehicle, look, if they don't have something on the lot, just tell them what you're looking for. Yeah, they'll, they'll go find they'll, it. They'll, they'll find it at Claude Nolan yeah. Cadillac. So you said you did fish one day this week. I did. Um, so fished the day before Thanksgiving on Wednesday. What we, was the weather? It was it was a little cool. Um, okay. Had a old old friend, client of mine, Pat Kaminsky. Who, uh, Pat I'm, Kaminsky. I met him through Jim McCollum. He, no, no relations to Mike Kaminsky, was he? No. Okay. All right. I don't think so. Okay. Um, you remember uh, Mike? I Mike, do. Mike yeah, our yeah, cameraman. Was, yeah, was, good guy. He was flipping awesome. Yep, he was a great guy. Um, I don't know. Maybe so because yeah. he's got family here in Jacksonville. Okay, that would be ironic. We never, never came across the conversation. But anyway, he and I and his uh, son-in-law and his granddaughter went fishing, 
on Wednesday. I told him, I said, we don't need to get an early start. Tides low in the afternoon at like four o'clock. Right. Yeah. You had a, you had a late. Th- that's kind of those funky tides. Well, and we had, we just come up on the backside of a moon. Yep. So the tide's pushing real hard. You had a hard east wind. I knew we weren't fishing the jetties. Wind was blowing out of the northeast at around 15 to 20. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I knew we had to go tuck and hide. And we had a fairly good day. I mean, it wasn't wide open. Trout? Um, we caught uh, a good, nice mess of trout. Good sized trout. Mm-hmm. I think yellow we had mouth or specks? A yellow mouth. Yellow mouth. Okay. So All we right. had five or six good weak fish. Uh, we had probably another six or seven speckled trout, but they were all shorts, 14 inches, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, some short reds, had one 26-inch red, handful of sheephead. Most of them we had to throw back because they were little small bucks, you know. Right. Uh, 12 inches overall length is what you can keep on a sheephead now. Mm-hmm. I think there, we had a lot of 11 and a half. Not a lot, but we had three 11 and a half through back. But we only fished four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, threw an extra hour in just because it was him because, you know, old old friend. Yep. Great company, great no, guy from Atlanta, no, Georgia. No, no, uh, no hurry to get home. No, yeah. you know, Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, uh, you know, Kyle was hunting, so I, I was just kind of, um, taking my sweet time when I when I would get home. Yep. But it was it was fun. Um, had some leftover fiddlers from the week before that were still alive, which the sheephead really liked. Yep. Uh, went to B and M in the morning. Got there at nine. They were totally out of bait. Everything out of mud minnows, out of fiddlers. That's- that's that is not like him. No, well, and that's because they were so busy yeah. during the week. Yeah, you know? I guess Thanksgiving week, a lot of people had off. While I was Correct. sitting there waiting, here comes the shrimp truck, which was perfect timing. So yeah. I was able to get eight dozen shrimp. Had those leftover fiddlers. Had a few leftover crabs in the cooler. Had some finger mullet I had caught a few weeks before on Frozen. ice. Yeah. So had those. So I was I was locked and loaded and ready to go. Um, handful of people out fishing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Leon, been a good week in the valley. Been a good no week doubt in the valley. about that. So, um, when's the last time we had substantial rain? Um, that nor'easter that came through two weeks ago, right? Okay, that blew through the hurricane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. a hurricane. It was the day we got back from Pennsylvania. Right. The wind kicked up on that Friday, mm-hmm. and then it rained a lot on that. That's Saturday. It was yeah, two, Saturday. Two Saturdays I, I, I ago. Saturday I guess my yes. point is in the last six or eight weeks, we haven't had a lot of rain. A substantial None. amount. Yeah. None. Not, not like what we were getting. No. Uh, sometimes. So, so <clears throat> getting to my point, water clarity in the valley. Water clarity in the valley right now. Water temperature uh, yesterday when I got off the water was 61.5. Water clarity is at its cleanest. I, know, I can't believe it. It's late November. I've seen it all year. Okay. It's filing. Finally cleared out from all that Settled rain we down. had months ago. Yeah, hey, that's good. Finally seeing, I'm finally seeing oyster beds instead of running them over. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's a good feeling. That, yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's good. But I, I'll tell you, um, even the few trips that I've run this fall have been really good. Mm-hmm. I yes. mean, and and, and it's uh, you know that started in October, um, and it's just continued to to mm-hmm. you know li- listening to you guys. I mean, I, I haven't been on the water much in the, in the last four weeks or so. But damn, the reports are smoking good. Yeah, a lot of good quality redfish are being being caught. Red, mm-hmm. Sheephead bites really good. Some of the guys, uh, Steve Mullen, Jeremy Alvarez. I saw some pictures Chris Kell posted up. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, Roncher been going back up in the shallow into the creek. Yeah, we haven't heard his name in a long time. Yeah, he's doing good. Ron's That's getting great. ready to retire from Mayo, but um, he was back up in some of the creeks over there north of Sisters. 
and got on a pretty good bite of redfish and um most mostly reds leon in your neck of the woods mostly reds yes um higher tide i'm fishing the high to low tide not a lot of the incoming right the high tide i'm doing fantastic on trout yeah. just and if pop, i have good corks well i'm throwing a lot of popping corks if the clients are not good casters i'll throw the cop popping corks yeah if they're good casters i use one use plastics mm-hmm. and they just have so much fun with those plastics yeah and um just i'll fish two hours of the outgoing tide the high outgoing mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the last two hours we switch over fishing for redfish so it's yeah. a plethora and then when the tide goes right to the dead i'm going for black drum right mm-hmm. yeah and it's working out great yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, it's uh it, it's funny because um he, he he mentions that there's there's a couple spots that i've got that that we've always fished that when the tide goes slack for some reason on these particular spots it's still moving just just enough crawling crawling right and man you for that 30 minutes it, until it turns it comes in you can remember that spot i found down on, the, on that island with the little stumps God, I was 15 so years ago. Went, I mean, way down there towards 210, on that on the right oh, side, oh, on the east oh, side oh, of the yeah, bank, yeah, where those black drum would yeah. feed in those doggone little stumps. Yep. In certain time of the year, this time of year, you can go down there and just wear them out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good There's, stuff. That, yeah, it is. It's it's fun, and and uh, I, I know we've we've talked about this a million times, but catching black drum is so much fun. It's it, it, there's just something about it is Love. so different, you know. Than you know, a redfish is going to hammer it. Sheep's head kind of pecks at it, and a black drum's somewhere in between. He's yeah, they have a mealy kind of a yeah. bite. It's like peck, 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 and you just got to kind of peck at it. Yeah. And then let him with swim it. with then you know, that final peck where he kind of swims just a little bit with it, like a sheep head would, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then That's you stick exactly it. right. Right, right. And, and I know we've talked about this tip all the time, but when the water temperature gets this cold, you, you got to go to smaller baits. You know, if you have – uh, you know, a shrimp that you think is even a large medium, but break it in half. I'm with you. you know? Yep, big as your pinky finger. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's those small shrimp. Right. Yeah, you're yep. gonna you, you you know I always tell people when we're fishing for drum or or sheephead, what you're trying to get them to do is to pick the whole jig up and start swimming with it. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and you've got to be patient. Yeah. You know the the other thing that uh, that I see people do a lot of times is they'll 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 take the head of a shrimp, take it off and throw it overboard and break the other big piece in half. Look, don't, if for some reason, like black drum and sheep, they love a shrimp head. I mean, don't, don't. It's the juicy part. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just, you know, that, 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 that whole shrimp head, just put it on your hook. A lot of You'd times that's the first thing they bite off. That's right. Yes. Exactly. You'll come, you'll get a tap on there at the rocks and yep. pull it up and you're up. The head's gone. The head's gone mm-hmm. or, or a chunk of it's missing out. Yeah. You know? and that's what you it is. You just got drummed. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely, but that that's cool um, that the the bite's been that good. And like I said, because I, I keep going back to, and and, and I'll, I'll I'll get you get y'all's thoughts after the break because this will be a pretty cool segment. But I I, I keep going back to just how bad it was in February and March. That rain was murder. It, it, but I mean, do you remember what we were catching? Sting stingrays and catfish. Yeah, and and I mean it was, it was brutal. I mean, and I was talking to Tommy Derringer, uh, or you know, people were up, up you know, down in Flagler last and, winter. And, and, yeah. Well, no, I'm talking th- th- this year of, of of February and March. Right. And then and then I mean I talked to the Godfather, Minyard. Yeah. And he told me on one of his trips he lost a shrimp. 
Yeah. I mean, you, you you think about that. You went, That's tough. Yeah, man. I I don't know what was going on, and and it it took until April for it to get turn around somewhat better. You know. Yeah. But I, and and it, and I was out, so I was just uh, I was I was kind of curious what it was going to do in this transition, going from you know summer, fall, mm-hmm. winter, mm-hmm. and and it and it's been phenomenal. Yeah. You know, but because I mean I I I, I didn't know what to think. I yeah. really didn't. And uh, I mean, you know, you get people on your boat in March, which some of the most incredible weather that you have. Especially with in my t- neck of the woods. Yes. And and you we're catching nothing. Not catching squat. You couldn't lose a shrimp. Yeah. I mean, that was it, it, it was the damnedest thing I've ever seen. And this went on for weeks, man. I mean, you get people on your boat and you're like, I hope it turns today. today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I hate that. Well, how's it been, Cap? Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're working on it. Yeah. We're, it's been fair to Midland. <laughs> and, and don't really ask me yeah, the full yeah. details. Probably you know? going to be better today. What did y'all get yesterday? Yeah. Well, a couple uh, skates. Y'all got plenty of beer? Got a couple skates. <laughs> uh, 641 1010. Give us a call. Right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Different stuff. I like it. Rock and roll. <laughs> uh, 13 locations, folks. That's right. Tower Outlet. Um, it's 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 amazing since they have become a sponsor probably two years ago now. Um, how much uh, I, I, I use Tower Outlet for other things. Oh, yeah. Besides tires. ATV tires and rims. Well, I, mean, I called Danny up you know, and said, look, uh, I need ATV tires for my four-wheeler. Mm-hmm. Because okay. I'll find them. I, you know, I called Danny. You know, a couple of weeks ago, dude, need to get oil changed. No problem. You know, bring it in. Uh, yeah. Had problems with my windshield wiper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, bring it in. I'll fix it. You know, I, it just I had AC problems with uh, Carrie's Jeep. Yeah. You know, fix that. I mean, so they'll they'll do anything at Tire Outlet. It's not just tires. Now that's where you're going to get your best prices on tires at 13 locations. But if you're having mechanical problems, anything but transmissions, they don't work on transmissions. But anything else, they'll, they'll take care of yep. at, at Tire Outlet. So, um, anyway, it sounds like fishing was good this week. And, and uh, with this weather that, that, that we're having, um, you know, it's, been a, uh, it's been a cold fall. It's been, it's been a nice change. Yes, it's been it a nice a change. It was a hot during summer. Yeah. Uh, Mike Wren and I were talking about that the other day, you know, around the campfire. And I was like, man, it, it was a hot summer. There were times in June where it got kind of toasty, and then July yeah. and August, always, you know, super hot. Always. Yes, you know, but it, and it's, it, it's and just that, nice that, to have a little seasonal change. That, it, I dig it. That that kind of goes back to what I was talking about. Is you know, again, we talked last year because we had a cold winter last year, if you remember right. Mm-hmm. And historically speaking, and I've been running charters for over thirty years. Whenever you have a cold winter, you normally had a very good spring of fishing. Right. Simply for the fact that, you know, whenever that water temperature gets down in the, the, the mid to low 50s, fish are very lethargic. They don't yeah. feed much. But then as that water temperature starts to rise, March. They fire up. Exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they, they get fired up, especially just like, like this week, like you guys were talking about, 61 to 65 degrees of water temperature. If you think about a typical winter, that's mm-hmm. that's around middle of March, 
beginning of April, right? And it just it it's just unbelievable fishing, you know. And so, but we this spring when it finally started to warm up, the wind just blew and blew and yeah. blew and blew. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I all the way through June. Yeah. I mean, and and I look back at my book, and and generally speaking, starting April. Thirty percent of my trips are inshore, seventy percent are offshore. Right. And then starting middle of June, I don't do much inshore. I, I don't mean, do any. Yeah, exactly. No. I always recommend to people let's go out on the beach at yeah, least. Absolutely. Yeah. It just gets too hot. It's too hot, you know. And and this June, seventy percent of my trips were inshore. I couldn't get offshore. It just blew yeah. too much. It just it blew and, and then the bait never showed up. We didn't have any bait on the beach whatsoever yeah. until July. Yeah, it was rough. You know, and and, 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 and and we, you know, we've all talked about, um, you know, the our, our, our typical years, you know, starting June 1st every year, which is when shrimping season starts mm-hmm. and the shrimp boats start dragging. I got the tarpon rods on the boat. Sure. I always have two tarpon rods on the boat. Yeah. Always. You know, I mean, because if I run up behind a boat or if I come across a bait pod that's got tarpon, I've got, I got tarpon rods on the boat. Right. They never came out of the T-top until August. <laughs> yeah, it I was mean, pretty dismal. Man, it was a it dismal was, season for tarpon. Yeah. No doubt about that. It I mean, really it was. It was. It was. I mean, I've got people already booking me for tarpon trips sure. next next August, and I'm like, look, yeah. you know, I used to have this thing dialed in, man. You know, and and I, you know, I don't, I don't. I, again, is it is it cyclical? I don't know. It it probably is, but you know, th- this year was 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 tough, man. I knew I mean, it was going to be weird when in June, I'm getting calls from you and Robert Holmquist. Got any bait up the there? The ringleader yes. on the radio going, yes. hey, got any bait, any bait down there? Yes. Yeah, there's bait south of the pier, just yes. south of the pier by my house. Yep. Okay, we're coming. Right. I'm going, dang, oh, no. that's a long run to get I, I pogies. Did it. I, you know? did. I, ran, I ran to the sea turtle. Yeah. Well, I don't know what it's called now. But yeah, Ocean One. Ocean One. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one day I did on a five hour trip. Unbelievable, dude. I mean, I, I, I hate saying this. I clearly remember only two really good days that we fished together for yeah. bait. No, we no. saw bait. I, I, I know two exactly. days. Two days. Yeah. Two days. That's yeah. all I remember. Strange summer. Yeah. And then you'd call people up like Tim Cutting, you know, just conversing with him via text or Dave Edwards. St. Andrew's Sound up there, uh, you know, by Jekyll Island and St. Simons. I heard. Full of pogies. Loaded. Cumberland Island, full of pogies. Just piled in there. I heard. You know, nuts. And those guys don't fish bait pods much up there, I don't think. I know the few times I ran over to Cumberland Island and fished it, nobody was in those bait pods. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And there'd be tarpon and jacks. Can you imagine that blow reds under them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just – it's it, it it's amazing how different the last two years have been, um, you know, because because twenty twenty obviously which was COVID year on on top of weird no bait there was, was there was no year. bait I mean we were leaving the dock at five thirty in the morning two hours throwing nets throwing nets in either salt run or Brutal. if if you got lucky enough you had that week of low tides in the morning where you could catch some mullet finger mullet right. you know but I, I I mean seriously guys I would leave the inlet. With five or six baits, you know, and yeah. I'd go catch five or six fish, and it's ten o'clock. Guys, you know, we could pull spoons, <laughs> you know, but right. and, and 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 this year, um, I don't know. The bite was 
okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking kingfish bite was okay. The best day I had on kingfish was October 1st. Me too. October 1st. That was the 1st. weirdest thing. That's yes. the first time I've ever caught kings like that in October. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Got out there and wore them out. Whacked them. Went up to and, and RL. had long sleeve shirts on. And I mean, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, what? We whacked the wild world of sports. Yes. Ocean was beautiful. Yep. You know, nice and cool. I mean, it's not what you, you know, you, you, you think when you think of kingfish, you think about sweating and, oh, yeah. you know, just dead air. Dead air, you know? Yeah. And Budweiser. Yeah, that's right. But no, October 1st was. I think the thing that saved our butt was the fact that we could get the greenies. They stayed oh, on those rock piles. Those North Rocks. For you all guys. summer long. I mean, I mean, that's what we did. That was, be the first, you know, during snapper season, first thing you did was run over to the rocks and jig up hey, Kirk, greenies. That's, that's the other thing that I, that I don't understand, again, doing this for, for, for a long time, is there are no greenies or cigar minnows or sardines offshore or wrecks anymore. Yeah. I don't you know. know. You, we saw We had a lot of it this year. We were very fortunate. I mean, I mean you, 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 jig greenies off the twin wrecks, jig, jig greenies off maxis a couple times, which is over near What M- about cigar MR. minnows? M- cigar minnows a few times. Sardines, more sardines but than remember cigars. Remember when you used to pull up to those artificial wrecks? and see them on the surface yeah. just for acres boiling. of it. Yeah. yeah, boiling. I mean, we, we, we would run out to PW. Yeah, and there, there there might be ten boats out there jigging, but you have plenty so? of room. I mean, it, it, I mean, you it, yeah. it, it take you thirty minutes to fill your well. Yeah, you know, and and now I mean, we just you know, there's Leon well, Leon Roddy looks like a a parking lot. It, and Leon Roddy, folks, is a is a little wreck um, about five miles offshore of St. Augustine, and it generally holds some kind of bait, but it's a little tiny spot. You yeah. know, I mean, people are. Bumper to bumper, trolling motor spot lock yes, on top of you each know, other, and, and it's just it, it's it's and, and we've talked about this. It, we've all talked about this. The most stressful part of your day is getting bait. You get bait. Oh, man. You want to bait you up know? because if, if, if you can't I've, buy them and keep them the night before. No, if I if I've got if I've got a well full of bait, then I'm like, all right, I I, I got half my battle is already won. Right, that's right. I really think, and we've talked about this to Doctor White, and and it goes back to. The fact that they're dredging in the St. John's River and have been for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. and I think that's had a great effect on our fishery. I think it. You can't keep dunk dumping, you know, just millions of yards, trillions of yards sure. of sand offshore. That silt that's coming out of the St. John's. Are they put? Are they putting that to the spool buoy? Yeah, they're dumping it out there by the spoil, and they're still dumping it. Wow, they're still doing it. Right. I mean. As of today, they're yeah. still dumping. At this November makes two years that they've been dredging, and I know they're trying to get these big, you know, super Panamax. And I got a stupid question. Freighters in here. So let's say the the spool buoy is what about sixty feet? Um, yeah, thirty feet now. Yeah, <laughs> is it? It's. I mean, you're talking. I don't know. That's a good question. You know, I mean, if you're... If I haven't you're, really you're, thought much about that. I do know that some of the areas I've fished out there, they're covered up with with sand, you know? Oh, yeah. There's not a lot of hard bottom out there. No, 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 no. spots no, that no. I fish out no. there. Yeah. No. Um, it, you, you know, know the St. John's has been... The water's been dirty. The, yeah. the water quality has been up until, like you said, now, because we, we've had the drop in water temperatures, we had a, a declination of algae particles in the water so that decline and that's those particles in the water has helped yep. increase the visibility in the water but you still got a lot of dredging going on 
the water's just you know not as clear as it has been in years past. I mean, I remember times going out to the jetties this time of year, and you'd look down and you could see You've the bottom rocks. twenty right. feet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you don't see that a lot right now, and that's because of the dredging. You know, and then you throw the conditions we had. We had a a pretty wet summer. Oh, terrible! Oh my God, it was awful. You run that in there, and it, it just doubles doubles the problem. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you, the bull red bite this year in Jacksonville was not wasn't, near what it has been. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. And I think that's part of it. And, I think and, I did two bull red charters all year. Yeah, and and, just, and, and it, St. Augustine was phenomenal. Which is yes, which, it was. Which, which is kind of kind of the opposite of what it well, normally is, and it makes sense. I mean, yeah. if the water's all dirtied up, where are we going? Yeah, I'm not going in there. We'll go in St. Augustine. Then, like, <laughs> you know? I, I can attest to how clean the water was in St. Augustine during the bull red season. I had to dive after a fishing rod, and I actually got it. So, yeah, that was a yeah, yep. And the sharks, holy oh smoke. man, you know. Well, well, that that was uh, that's a, that that's another segment. We'll, that we'll, seems we'll, all up and down the East Coast. I right know. We'll, we need to talk about that too because yeah. that's all part of. Part of this year for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, folks, you, you you hear about shark coatings all the time, and and, and Logabit talks about his garage. Uh, listen, don't forget they do driveways, pool decks, patios, walkways, commercial and industrial. If if you go to their website, which is sharkforcoatings.com, look at the work they do. It's pretty cool stuff. Give us a call 641-1010 right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Be right back. H Marine Construction, custom builders of docks, boathouses, bulkheads. They, look, they serve Jacksonville, Orange Park, Julie Creek, St. Augustine, Fruit Cove, Mandarin. Been in there since 1979. Great people. Part of part of Valancourt, right? There, Leon, CNH Marine. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, good, good people. I, I, I've seen you uh, working on commercials with CNH Marine and Valancourt before. Over, you know. It, it, every, every Friday, <laughs> every Friday with Joey and Marcus. Go to C and H Marine.com. It, it, uh, man, it's, they, they built some, built some absolutely beautiful docks. So the other thing that uh, we, we were kind of talking about during the break of, of the things that we have seen this year, there's, there's, there's two things that, that really come to my mind that I'm like, damn, that's just weird been doing this again a long time which is really cool very fortunate very blessed yep and first off the 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 cobia bite um the last couple years has been has been i'm going to tell you that it's been off all right uh i cleaned one legal cobia this year but i probably caught 50 32s Yeah. yeah I yeah, heard you guys talking about that. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, it, we we have become a nursery for 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 these fish, and and we've dude, again we've been I've been fishing these same areas forever, and and I, you know you look you look at back of the boat, and there's ten of them just swimming back there, like little kids, like like little kids, you know, yeah. and 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 it's like wow, this is you know it's it's really cool. Yeah, I caught ten Kobe today. You know, I mean, it, it really doesn't mean anything. It's like catching a remora, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh, all of a sudden we have this huge. Um, nursery of cobia, and then the other thing that, and, and I think this is really getting a lot of attention finally. Yeah, because we've talked about this a lot on this show, and and things that that really kind of gotten out of hand, and I don't know that there's any solution to it. But 
the sharks have become like Kirk's bears. Yeah. You know, they, they, they are literally, they are attracted to our boats now. Yes. I, I really feel that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, 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 look, I went, I went years and years and years and years without ever seeing a tiger shark ever. I remember the first time I saw one, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, taking pictures of it and going, Oh my God, look at, you know, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Spotted up critter. Yeah. And, yep. and, and, and bull sharks, you know, the, you would see an occasional bull shark and you're like, wow. And now you see, you see these fish every day, every yep. charter, every day, man. I mean, it's, it's it's more uncommon not to see them now than it is to see them, and, and it, you know they're they. I mean, sometimes you'll you before you put your first bait out, you look down and there's these submarines swimming around your your, your boat, mm-hmm. and you you know you you hook one kingfish and it's like three of them, three ten foot bull sharks Attack are attacking it. a ten pound kingfish. Yeah, and on it. Oh. I mean, they break off all your gear. I mean, you're, you know, it's. And there's nothing you can do. There's nothing. You cannot get that fish out of the water. No. You're not going to get it out of, no. out of their way. No, because, you know, I mean, unless you just completely horse it. But for the most part, they've, they've got it by the time you do that. And that's no fun. Well. I mean, there's places, Kirk, where we just can't kingfish anymore. You can't. It's funny. It's If you pull into certain places, I know at MR. You know, Maxis, for instance, was holding them really bad last year, and this year was no exception. And then because we moved over and started fishing, <laughs> you know, the middle of the, the, the inlet, which is, you know, right there, nine-mile PMPG areas, it was the same thing. I mean, between that and the sandbars. Yeah, the sandbars are, are, are terrible. And, and you don't realize how fast they are. I know it. When you catch a, you know, you, you go out there and, the kingfish bite this year was pretty good, at least in front of Jacksonville. It was, it was. I mean, it was, it was, it was okay. And I know there were times when you'd pull out there and you're excited because you know the fish are there and you're going, all right, this is going to be fun, you know. And you and you get your greenies and flip them out the back of the boat. And I'm like you, I love hearing that real scream. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's nothing like hearing those clickers go <laughs> off. It's a know? drug. Yeah, it is a drug. It really yeah. is. Yes. And and to hear it go off, it's like, oh yeah, there's one and. You got like a 13-year-old that's never caught a striking fish, and you hand him the rod, and it's smoking. You're going, all right, hang on to it. Yeah. I'm going to pull the downrigger up, and you start pulling the downrigger up, and you turn the boat and start clearing the lines, and all right, start working on him, and you start you know, pumping, and all of a sudden he gets it halfway to the boat, and all of a sudden, come, boom, and they're like, what was that? Yeah. Uh, you're, you know, you just paid the tax man. Tax man. Yeah. Tax man cometh and taketh away, and they're like, what was that? I said, it's either a sandbar or a bull. Mm-hmm. And you'd lose two or three in a row. And I'm like you. I'm like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not feeding these sharks. Right. Yep. You know? Ugh. And you just have to move and find another spot. It seems like there are, and, there are a lot of them, more than I've ever seen. But if you, if you listen to the reports, it's, it's all the way up and down the East Coast, bro. I mean, this isn't, this isn't a specific Northeast Florida problem. No. Uh, uh, and, and Leon... I had my trolling motor eaten. <laughs> what? Which is the Case craziest. in point. Yeah. Which is the Had my trolling motor thing. eaten. Yeah. Ate the prop right off the trolling motor. He missed the mango. He got 
very angry at me because I snatched it away from him and he ran right up to the front of the troll boat, ate my daggum brand new trolling motor prop off. Brand new trolling motor. Not I, I didn't even get a chance to put a scratch on that thing yet. And it's got teeth marks all over it now. You know why he ate it? It was, it was all shiny like a fish. Ugh. You know? He was Well, and when, uh, when it goes, it, it, you know. Oh, yeah. If, yep. if it's got doing, aggravated. If it's doing, yeah. Made him mad. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Bruce. But and I, I think that that's kind of my point is that, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about, um, and, 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 you know, all the way out to 21 bottom, all the way inshore. Yep. I mean, how many damn sharks are there? I mean, you know, I mean, again, we just never, we never saw these sharks. Yeah. You know, and, and and people talk about commercial fishing and stuff. I don't. Did they commercial fish for tiger sharks? I don't know, but I know these. I mean, they've were, been protected for a long time. I know they right? would go out there and commercial fish for black tips. And I know, I know that. Sure. Yeah, I, 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 what is it? I understand. Lemons that. and yeah, but black, I mean, like, like like hammerheads have been protected forever. Yeah, what, what the golden hammerhead is that? Yeah. Um, and then, um, uh, obviously, like I said, uh, tiger sharks. Tiger sharks are protected. You know, great whites. There, there's a lot of them that yeah. are, that are protected. Um, and but I'm fine with that. I, I just no, I'm fine with that. I, I think I, we're I all at a point just, where you know, I think Noah raised the issue and it went up the flagpole with them. Yes, because I got an email. Uh, yep, not too long ago, they're actually going to do a little study. There's a question because it's. It's all the way up into Carolinas. Yeah, it's legit. All the way from Carolinas all the way down to the Keys. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing a proliferation of sharks. And why are why are there more? And why are they, I don't know, why are they moving in so close and being, you know, I, I would call it aggressive. The oh, behavior. Yeah. I, I, I know Steve, that's an understatement oh, some days. I, I, you know, hey, listen. Uh, these guys that dive, these nearshore wrecks yeah. for – Flounder and Grouper and not me, brother. Nope. These these fish are aggressive. They are. You no used joke. to dive the jetties, yeah. Kirk. I can't believe to this day yeah. that you did that. Yeah, I did it for quite a few years. I got there and salvage dive. God. But I mean, would you do it now? Heck no. <laughs> um, I can't believe no, you. Thank you. <laughs> no, oh I don't okay. think so. I was, just, I was just curious. I mean, uh, here's a perfect example. Uh, Steve Mullen and Brad Smith, both charter boat captains, mm -hmm. were out fishing, I guess, a week or so ago. They went on a, a fun fishing trip. Just the two of them went sheephead fishing. And Steve actually posted a video of a shark eating a sheephead in November. Yeah. Here, a, bl a black tip. Yeah. Supposed to be gone. And they're, they're, they are in the rocks. And Steve told me the only way they could get the sheephead away from the sharks was to get the boat closer to the rocks. So the shark couldn't get up in the rocks to get them. <laughs> it's like what? The you got to deter yeah. the shark with the shallow water. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a picture, a video where he's actually it, it ate one, and he's holding it up, dancing around top of the water, daring it to, you know, grab another one. And the only way, a lot of times, Chad Star Starling, a lot of times, the only way to get him to stop is put a put a bait down there and catch the shark. Right. Yeah. You know, bring it up to the boat and you know, go hey. If you don't want any more of this, you may as well leave. Right, you there know? was there was there was times this year when Leon and I and three or four others would Man. we would fish the inlet for tarpon, you know, live pogie or a sure. live mullet, and, and we would would anchor up. And Leon, we couldn't get past the sharks then. Nope. You know, I mean, it was it was. I'm talking wow. big spinner sharks. Oh, you know, and, and we just we couldn't get past them to to even tarpon fish. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, that was man. Gosh darn it. 
And I mean, you see the tarpon, they're there. Yeah. You throw that mullet out there, and all of a sudden, full whack. Yeah. It's a big blackie. <laughs> I mean, he's, and we aren't talking about those 60, 80 pounders. Oh, we're no, talking no. the 100 plusers. Absolutely. Yeah. The solid boss ones. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's that's what Steve just yeah. sent. He just sent me the, the picture of the sheephead. Holy so cow. Yeah. So you're talking uh, probably, I don't know, four pound, five pound sheephead. Yep. Now it's two pounds. Let me tell you what, a sheephead's a little tank of a fish. Yeah. Thick scales. I mean, are you kidding me? A redfish is a tank in my books. He Absolutely. can take a hit. Yeah. But these black tips that when you hook a redfish and you come off those rocks, oh my. I mean, I, I mean, know. you don't stand a chance. No. That's crazy. You don't. You All don't right. stand a chance. Let's, uh, let's, let's take a break and we'll come back with the, a uh, Captain Leon Dana ring power tip of the week. Right here on the Nimdick Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Give us a call, 641-1010. Be right back. Welcome back to the Nimdick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Right now it's time for your ring power tip of the week. And uh, folks, if you want to see, it, it, it's so funny. I know you guys both take a lot of ring power employees, clients, out fishing and i love to listen to their conversations about equipment because first of all i think like caterpillar equipment's really cool to talk about yep. it's kind of a manly thing right yep but to listen to the details that the employees know about this machinery is is, is amazing but that's that you know that's what you're going to deal with with ring power you know people who know their equipment, and, 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 and great folks. Just really good people. Go to ringpower.com and check it out. But for this week, Leon. Yes, sir. We have what you've you've turned us all on to this rig. Um, I don't know. How long have you been using this particular rig? Uh, about four or five years now. Okay. Okay. It is called a the, no-brainer. A no-brainer. Plain and simple. Uh-huh. Explain it to us. This time of year, folks, as we know, the water temperature is dropping down, getting cooler. Bite's still there, but fish are moving much slower, and they're, they're more lethargic. And this uh, rig that I love using um, at high water fishing towards oyster beds, creek mouths, and grassy banks is designed to catch redfish. What I'll do with my clients, or especially with children, I will take a quarter piece of blue crab, hook it on this circle hook, which has a molded weight to the shank. Mm -hmm. This rig is semi-weedless. It works really well. I will go out and I'll fish strategic areas that I know the redfish should be in. And I will cast out a four-rod spread. And I'll tell my clients, we got five minutes at this spot. If we don't get a bite in five minutes, we're moving. Usually within one to three minutes, one of these rods will completely double over. And I will know there's a school of redfish in that area. Mm -hmm. And we will catch two or three fish and then we'll move on to the next spot. This rig, hence the name No-Brainer, is designed to be casted out, mm -hmm. take up the slack, put it in a rod holder. Yeah. Great for kayakers that usually carry two rods. They put one rod out, and then they're throwing an artificial with the other rod. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is just wait for that rod to double over. The fish hooks himself every time in the side of the mouth. It is... Can, you, can you use other baits? I stick primarily with blue crab or... If I want to, I'll take a live mullet, and I'll hook it through the eyes. This okay. is a larger hook, which looks large, but when you use a quarter piece of blue crab, the hook completely disappears mm -hmm. inside of it. Now, do you uh, use it more in the deeper bends and holes of the creeks, or are you fish in shallow areas? I will fish this rig 
at high water where I, there are known oyster beds or grass flat, grass lines, um, not really in the deep bends, but one of my strategic areas is say, for instance, I'll get up onto a mud flat that I know that there's roving schools of redfish moving around, right. and I'll do what I call a spread. So in all different directions? All different directions to locate those fish. And as soon as that rod goes off, you know when that rod goes off and you see that whole school move, you go, turn all rods, put them in that direction. And, and where do you buy them? Available at Strike Zone. Strike Zone. Of okay. course. Okay. All right. Cool. I, interesting. It's 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 very interesting. Do you do you use this during the bull red fishing around the bridges in St. Augustine? No, it's too uh, it's too light it's of too a light. rig. Okay. Um, this this the no brainer actually comes from a size three aught all the way up to a seven aught mm-hmm. from a one sixteenth ounce weight all the way to a half ounce. Okay. It's designed for shallow water fishing. Your smaller mini brainers, I'm a huge fan of using these under popping corks for trout and redfish. Um, you have a lot of clients that really just set the hook too hard. Yeah. And I'll just say, look, it's a no-brainer. That float goes under <laughs> just real. Just real, You'll yeah. catch them every time. Right. There's your ring power tip of the week. Go cool. to ringpower.com. Check it out. Yes, it's it's very, very cool. cool. Hey, um, I, I have to apologize because we were talking about Moe's Southwest Grill and, and uh, their breakfast and and. I know that they were serving breakfast and then they weren't serving breakfast, but someone did try to go in and buy breakfast at St. Augustine and said they didn't open until 11 o'clock. And uh, so I apologize for that. But thank you for listening and using our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> go back at 11. Go back at 11. Get a sandwich. <laughs> get a burrito. A home wrecker. Yeah, get a home wrecker. Burrito sandwich. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Exactly. A- absolutely. Absolutely. God, Chip and I have killed a million burritos from them. <laughs> Oh, he sounds like Lagerman, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, I can't eat like that anymore. I tell you, I've got to be so careful. It just Oh, I tried the last I eat food I, I, and it I just, tried on Thursday evening though. I just want to go away, you Man, know. Man, I mean it was uh it was just ugly and it was fun. Well, yeah. that last time that you guys brought Moe's, I forget what burrito it was, but it looked like it didn't stop growing. It looked like it continued just to get bigger. That, that was at Grande. Oh goodness. It was awesome, wasn't oh, it? It you, was it was awesome, but it was it, I couldn't finish it. <laughs> I cut mine up into I, I think four pieces, RJ, yeah, and, yeah. and ate half of a half. Yeah. That's and, right. And I was ready for a couch. It's, it's, uh, that, that's, anyway. That, that's good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And with college football on the day, hey, go by and get one, you know? That's a great idea. You know? You could feed a whole bunch of people. Yeah, you could. Get two or three of them and put them out as party. Mm-hmm. Party food, mm-hmm. you know? So Leon, this particular rig, um, is it, you know, because we, we, we talked about this earlier, that, that we go to smaller baits this time of year, but you're talking about even this is the best time of year to use that rig with, with, with a, quarter, a, a quarter of a crab. Yes, okay. a quarter of a crab. So Not you're fishing high water, though. I like using this at high water to locate fish. Say, for instance, I'm now I fish in the valley. I'll go down there, and I know where there's a plethora of oyster beds. And those redfish will hang around a particular oyster bed area. Yeah. And back to what I said, it's the five-minute rule. I'm telling you, you throw this rig out with my client's power pole down. I say, this is what we're going to do here. We're going to throw them out, four rods spread. Five minutes. That's all I need. So if you hook one, though, you're not leaving. You're going to stay there and right. pull I'm a not, few more out. No, we're going we're gonna to pull two or three more out of there. I know we're going to do that. Yeah. And they're going to be quality slot fish that eat this. Yes. They're always quality fish. And I know I'm beating a dead horse. You don't have to stay more than five minutes. Usually in that first minute to three minutes, 
that rod's either going to go off or it's not. And I go, okay, time to move. And I move 100 yards. Yeah, well, I always tell people when I'm bull red fishing, mm-hmm. I mean, if you've got – and I don't like to fish on a heavy current. Some guys do. Um, I'm just not a big fan of that. If I use more than eight, ten ounces of lead, I ain't fishing. Well, right. You're smoking. But I will tell you this, that if you put a spread of, let's say, two or three chunks of mullet on one side and two or three chunks of crab on one side, if those fish are 200 yards behind you, if you wait 10 or 15 minutes – You'll know whether they're there or not. Right. right? It doesn't take them long to find it. Right. I don't believe they can see it. I think that with the, you know, the way the the bottom is, the way redfish are down in the mud, they don't see well, but they, they do have a pretty good sense of smell. Mm-hmm. You know, they, mm-hmm. guess they smell through their mouth. I used a lot of this during our rainy months mm-hmm. that we had because I, I couldn't see nothing in the valley. Yeah, the water's dirty. That's right. Very, very dirty. Yeah. I say, what are we doing against? Well, I got popping corks for us to have see if we can pull anything off of that mm-hmm. but i got these no-brainers and they're tried and true and tested and it's going to work yeah it, it just works every time and like i said they make a mini brainer and it's just so great for the inexperienced fisherman because half the time we're trying to keep our clients we're keeping up with the slack because yeah. you're teaching them throw up the stream mm-hmm. keep up with that slack and the other part is keeping up with the slack and, and properly setting a hook on a, on a trout or a redfish. And I've gone exclusively to a three-aught mini-brainer that keeps that mud minnow, mullet, shrimp tickling the bottom. Mm-hmm. And when that foot goes down, it's just, just real, just real. The line comes tight, side of their mouth yeah, every time. It, it, there, there's an absolute art to throwing a jig head in a shrimp. Yes. And, and don't, don't think there isn't. People think, oh, you got to do is throw it out there. But no, if, if you have current, you have to know – how far it's going to sink? How, exactly, you ha- and you got to you have to understand the drift. You can't jig it, you know, because if you jig yeah. it, you're going to catch ladyfish. Yeah, you yeah. know, and 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 when it gets hung up on the bottom, I always tell people just gently pull it off and let it go right. And just let it, because a lot of times when it comes off of that rock or yeah. whatever's down there, that's when the bite comes. That's when the bite comes. Exactly. What you're trying to do is make it look like it's rolling through the current with everything else that's right. rolling down. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. the shells that are b- bouncing along, hermit crabs. Yep. And redfish, let's face it, redfish love shrimp and they love crabs. Mm-hmm. And if they see it or smell it, they're going to slurp it right up. Yep. But, but if they see, a, you know, I, I mean, so many people want to work it like a an yep. artificial lure, and it doesn't work. I That's mean, how well, and, and, and we except talk, for except for ladyfish or bluefish or something or a jack, you know. But if you're trying to catch a drum, a, a sheep's yeah. head, a, a redfish, or flounder, it's got to be bouncing across that bottom as natural as possible. Well, and and the biggest thing too is water temperature starts to drop, their metabolism slows down. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and you need to slow down with them. Right, you don't need to be pulling the baits. You need to be really patient. You know, a lot of times these fish will tap it the first time and nose it is what I, I call it. They bump it. If you set that hook, like with yours, the no-brainer, the circle hook, and I use those in Carolina rigs, the little circle hooks, or even if you're fishing with a jig head and a sheep head bumps it on the rock the first time and you set the hook, you're going to miss them. Right. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta give them a second to eat it. What you're trying to do is get them to pick the whole no-brainer, the jig head, and everything up. And start swimming with it. When they start to move with it, that's when you put the pressure on the rod tip and you hook them. Yeah. That's right. You, you got to be patient. All right, In cold what, water, you got to be patient. Hold, hold that thought. Before we take a break, let's go talk to Sandy real quick. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Kevin. How you doing? Good, buddy. buddy. What's going on? Oh, did you see what I did on Thanksgiving Day? 
I, I, I did not. I, I don't pay much attention to anything when I'm in the woods. <laughs> oh, are you? Well, I finally sealed the deal Thanksgiving morning about 6.55. Got me a dough. That's awesome. Oh, nice. Yep. It's been two you, and a half years I've been working my ass off. Buddy. You got you got some meat. I got some meat. But that, I tell you what, buddy, it was a hoot. I was a rush I never felt before. I, my, I could hear my heart beating in my ears, and I'm telling myself, calm down. Just calm down. Calm down. Nice. And, Hey, you know what? If you ever lose that, don't go anymore. Oh, uh, uh, man! It's 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 there's 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 a rush there that uh, that's such a drug. Um, uh, I just wanted to jump out into the stand and go down there, but everybody told me wait forty five minutes. Well, about fifteen minutes after I shot, here come another one in, and I'm sitting there going, and I didn't pump my new Remington all the way in, so I didn't chamber the second shot. Yep. And I'm over there pulling the trigger like hell going. He oh, short-stroked it. <laughs> short yeah, I know it. <laughs> dummy round. Uh-huh. I got a dummy round. Well, that's great, Sandy. Congratulations. Yeah, that's good news. Oh, it was a hoot, buddy. I thought I was going to give my 64-year-old house a heart attack. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's that's good stuff. All right, buddy, we got to take a break. Congratulations. Congratulations. Good job. Thanks. Thank you, Sandy. Give us a call, 641-1010. Right here on the Nimdick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Be right back. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Faberson. I'm Captain Kirk Waltz. Captain Leon Dana. At least we think we are. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, what a lovely week for Thanksgiving. You know? It was. I mean, good weather, good fellowship, good food, good hunting. All that good stuff. Good yeah. Good fishing. I mean, if you, you had the opportunity today or tomorrow Spend a little time with family in the woods or on the water. Weather's going to be pretty. It is. Get out and enjoy it. I mean, it, it is. I mean, Northwest it, winds tomorrow. Light. Yeah, light. No, no a mean, lot of the guys hit the ramp. I just talked to a guy via text on the phone. He said the Mayport ramp's about 60% full. Um, talked to Jeremy Alvarez at daybreak this morning. Jeremy said, look like a ton of big boats hit the water going west. I mean, excuse me, going east to the break. I know Tim Carney went out with um, uh, some of the boys. I think they were going to run out to the Elton Bottom and I heard that there's been Wahoo, been catching Kobe Have they been out catching there. some Wahoo? Yep. So they're all headed out. Right. A little bit of a frisky wind this morning. I hope it backs off this afternoon for them because I know that can be a little, you know, cold when you're running in this cold ocean and you're getting a little spray on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I get the invite. I do too. I'm. I've. I've done it. I've had my fun in the sun, and I'm not a big fan of getting out there and getting all wet. Uh, yeah. And I've got a daggum good rain suit. I and, know. But it's I've just, got a great rain suit too. I got the gills that you gave me, and yep. You know, I mean, there's. It, but I just. I. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't find it fun anymore. I. I, I really don't. You know. I mean. I, I, and I get it, man. These guys that love to go wahoo fishing, high speed trolling, and stuff. And um, you know, man, a huge thanks to Chris Stevens. For taking yep. me out one yep. time and doing that, I caught my first wahoo. Yeah, you know, with him, and 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 I mean, uh, but he picked me up. I think he picked me up at the Mayport ramp at three thirty a.m. 
Mm. It dropped me off at 8 p.m. Okay. And I still had to drive back to St. Augustine. I'd be tired. You know? I mean, but the only saving grace for that was at least I didn't have to go and help you clean the boat. <laughs> Yeah. I'll just but, wait but, for you to come in and offer me a like a little bit of wine. That's right, okay? I, yeah, and I have friends that, that do I, that. Great friends, you know. I, I mean, Jeff Stem, Brian Lesage. I, I I can I can I can go down the list. Chris Stevens, you know, when they catch two or three or four wahoo, they're always like, "Hey, you want a piece of wahoo?" Yep, yeah, I'll take a piece. <laughs> I'll take a stick. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, exactly. So. All right, let's uh, catch you up on the weather. Kirk, get the tides. The weather is always brought to you by the Bearded Pig. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> uh, best barbecue in Jacksonville. If you have not had the smoked brisket, uh, you won't be sorely disappointed. Let me tell you what. I know my son, when he came to Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Kyle's driving home to Naples. Son, I love you. I hope you're being safe driving. But first thing he did when he got here is, hey, went to lunch today. And I said, where'd you go? Went to the bearded pig. He said, went over to the new store yeah. in, in town. I said, what'd you get? Did you get the fatty? He goes, I got a little bit of both mm-hmm. and the beans and the slaw. And I said, how was it? And he goes, dad, it was awesome. Yes, yeah, good stuff. You know, <sighs> Today, north winds 10 to 15, diminishing to 10. Late in the afternoon, uh, seas 2 to 4. Tonight, northwest winds 5 to 10, 2 to 3. Beautiful. Uh, tomorrow, northwest winds 5 to 10. Wow. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's it's Beautiful, beautiful day to go to a football game, too, by the way. Yeah, beautiful weather to yep. be outdoors. Yep. I mean, yeah, Monday, co- north winds 10 to 15, 3 to 4. Uh, Tuesday, northwest 5 to 10. As, as a matter of fact, Tuesday through Wednesday, northwest uh, 5 to 10. So, yeah, Leon, great, great fishing weather. I will great be out at 7 a.m. Well, yep. you know, you're talking about the, the lows in the high 30s. Like, mm-hmm. I think uh, Fargo this morning was a low of 39. When I left the re- beach this morning, it was 46. 44 in St. Augustine's. With a high of 61, 65. But it warms I mean, up fast. It does. Man, it does. That's, it's nice. When especially, the sun's especially out. It's, it's all about the wind. Oh, yeah. It's it all really about the is. wind. If there's not much wind and the temperatures are nice yeah. in the 30s and 40s and it gets up in the mid-60s during the day, yep. it's kind, fun fishing. What kind of tides are we looking at to, to fish this weekend? So you got a rising tide right now, high tide at 1.42 uh, p.m. So you, had you had a, basically had a low tide early this yep, morning. Yep, 7.26 this morning. Right, okay. So you got low incoming all day long. Got you. And if you want to fish late in the afternoon and catch that late afternoon, I think it gets dark at about, what, 6 o'clock? Yep. Uh, 545, go hit it th- two or three o'clock this afternoon, or you got to go to church tomorrow and hit it in the afternoon. Be a beautiful day for it, you know, or go climb up in a tree. Go to church on the water. Yeah, there you hey, go. The Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Watch that sunrise. <laughs> Absolutely, it's the greatest church in the water. Yeah, man. Doubt, man. Amen. I'm all over that. Yep. 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 So do you guys like the time change? No. No. I wish they'd leave no. it alone. I absolutely, I would leave it dead nuts alone. I never would touch I'm with Leon. it. I wish they just leave it like it is and quit changing the darn thing. I get it takes me. We had a vote on it. It takes me four or five days to get adjusted. We were in Pennsylvania when it all happened, and I was like, I was all cattywampus. Yeah, well, you know, because um, I left on November sixth, which was Saturday, and it changed, and I was hunting the next morning. Mm-hmm. So I drove fourteen hours. Carrie and I drove 14 hours and hit the pillow at 1.30 in the morning. So you were you didn't know what time daylight was or no, you're all, <laughs> yeah, I'm thrown you know, off you know, for you know, at least you, two days. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but I you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I I like it getting darker earlier 
and lighter earlier. Yeah. I, I enjoy that part. I because, do. Because first off, you know, I I, I, yeah, I, I don't stay up till 11 o'clock. You know, I, I, I like. 9, 30, or 10 o'clock. Yeah, I'm in the bed reading then, a book and, then, and I'm going to bed. Yeah. And then, oh, and then, it's 9 o'clock for me. Yeah, I'm ready to head in. Right. Yeah. And, and, then, and then I like to get up early in the mornings, you know, but that gun before time changed, it was, it, it, it was like 7.30. I mean, I was a lazy deer hunter mm-hmm. before the time changed. I mean, I didn't have to get up till. I mean, you know, a lot of my stands are. Uh, Not far. Two, 200 yards from the house. I mean, right. all I got to do is walk. Yeah. So I didn't have to get up till 6.15 or so. You know, I'm wide awake. I mean, I'm up watching the news or right. sports center or something, yeah. you know. But I, 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 just, I just enjoy the – I don't know that I enjoy the time change, but I enjoy – the light change. The, the, the light change. Right. I, yes. Sure, I, I do. get that. I do. Well, and for me, I'm I'm a you know, I'm a morning shooter uh-huh. when I hunt. Sure. I would rather harvest an, a, a deer or a hog in the morning I get that. and clean it than clean it at night. Yep. But the thing I like about, you know, like yesterday, Kyle and I went and went and hunted St. Mary's. I mean, when we got done and walked back to the truck, it was six o'clock. Yeah. And so by the time we walked, you know, I guess we walked. He walked a mile. I I don't know. We I walked a half a mile back. You're warm, you warmed up. Yeah, and you get to the truck, and it's six twenty three. And I said, text your mother and tell her what we're going to do about dinner. Right. And so he flipped her a text, and and we're going to go have dinner at seven fifteen. Okay. And it's nice because you can get out of the woods. That's my point. Get get back to yep. the house and, and eat an early dinner. I don't like eating really late at night. No, and and not only Agreed. that, but I have an extra hour in the morning to fish and hunt. Yep. You know, it, it's it, because it. If it doesn't get daylight till seven fifteen, right, and I want to sit for for three hours, I mean, I'm not even getting back till eleven o'clock or, yeah. or 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 noon, right? You know what I mean? And and it's just like what you talked about when the evenings. I mean, when when I'm bow hunting it, during bow season and it doesn't get dark until seven thirty, yeah. Hell, I ain't getting back till till eight fifteen sometimes. You know what I mean? Well, it's, there's been talk of them leaving it. I I would like to see that happen. I think. I think most people would agree. I mean, RJ, I don't know about you, but but us. RJ said he he didn't like the time change. I, I don't. I wish they'd just leave it alone. Just let it sit and everything settle down. And I mean, I, you know, I, I get it when they did it a long time ago, but we don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that's it's gone its way and it's it served its purpose when it did. And, right. And now exactly. we don't need it. Yeah. You know? I'm Kevin. I'm I'm already leaving the docks at six forty five in the morning now. It's fishing time. In oh, the I, I would, I would imagine. I'm already fishing. Yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, you know, where I was climbing in the stand at, uh, you know, quarter till seven. You right. know, I'm climbing in the stand at six ten. Now, you know, so I get, I get a solid forty five more minutes of of, of hunting time, mm-hmm. and and you know, let's face it, truthfully, it's the first two hours, three hours, that that are most productive most of the time, unless it's unless it's rut, right? Obviously, right. you know. I mean, so then you can get back early and get some stuff done, and 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 I and I love going back to the tree at at two thirty in the afternoon, mm. you know, because I mean that's only what that's a, not even a three hour sit, right? You know, I don't know, just food for thought. I know that everybody thinks different. Well, everybody's got a different take on it, but I don't know. I just wish they'd leave it alone. <laughs> I have something I'd like to touch on, Go which ahead, all please. of us can re- relate to. Okay. By all means, proper clothing. Showing up for a charter this time of year. I think that is something that needs to be rehashed. It's happened twice this week to me. and I've seen it a million times. We all have seen it. And that kind of clothing has a great place for certain times of the year. Mm -hmm. This is not the time of year to show up at the boat ramp in a t-shirt, shorts, and flip-flops. 
Well, a lot of folks come down to Florida for vacation. Yep. You know, the, the sun, the sunshine state and they get here and they'll call me and go, what should I wear tomorrow? And I go, I just tell them comfortable clothes. You're an adult. You figure it out, you know, and they'll do the same thing. They'll show up in <laughs> light slacks, flip flops, and, and you're giving them your clothes. No windbreaker. I always carry extra clothes in the boat. Yeah. Yep. I always I carry two. an extra rain jacket or two, and then I'll have some camo or whatever in the truck. Yeah. And, you know, the people are confused about Miami and Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it, it gets cold here. Yeah. We're still South Georgia. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, we're Florida. I mean, dude, I'm just telling it was 44 degrees, which is not freezing, but you get on a boat and start running. 40 miles an hour? That's a different degrees. ball of wax. That's cold, Jack. It's 36 yes, it degrees yeah, now. That's, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, how do you like the Well, I always tell people, now? if you go stand in front of your freezer in your house uh-huh. and you leave the door open, does it warm up or does it stay cool? <laughs> it stays right. cool. If you're standing in a boat that's sitting on top of 60-degree water, right. guess where that, that temperature's coming up through your feet? Yeah, right. It ain't going away. That water's going to stay cold the whole time you're in the boat. Yeah. That's funny. All right, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk to Brian and someone else who's ringing in right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Be right back. All right, so I'm, I'm looking online here, and I'm at the Hagen Coastal Outfitters. And immediately it comes up, Kirk, three paddle boards, three winners registered to win. Boat Breeze, 11 foot six, Native Eclipse, inflatable paddle board, 749 bucks, one for each location, Mandarin, Yuli, and Green Coast Springs. So if you just go to HagenCoastalOutfitters.com, you can register right there. Pretty cool stuff. I mean, how good does that get? Yeah. You know? Yeah, they're giving away three of them. Doesn't get any better than Uh, that. I, I, I like that. Now here, this week, I thought, you know, want to go to Brian first and do that first? Yep. yep Let's yep. go to Brian first because he's been holding on. Brian. What's up, fellas? All right, so we have, we have before you get to your question, we're, we're going to do a Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week. And we're Includes gonna, you. Includes you, right? Oh, boy. All right, because yeah. I'm fat? So, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> healthy. No, no, no. You're just no. healthy. So when, when, it, when, when you, you're getting ready, you, you're up at 530. All right, uh-huh. you got you, you got your fanny pack, your backpack, something. You get ready to go to the woods. What's your go-to snack? Granola bar. A granola bar. Okay. There you go. Yep. Yep. That's kind of uh, Rogers. Kind of a, who hunts with me. He's he's a granola granola bar guy. I've, I'm. It, you it know, easy for me. I, I mean, I was sitting in the stand yesterday, and we we're all texting. You know, before Magic Hour, and that's usually when we put the phones down and we don't play with them anymore. And Tara wants all our gear tips and, you know, Kirby Co. cooking tips. And this is what I came up with. I thought, you know, why don't we find out what everybody's favorite deer food, uh, deer stand snack is. So, folks, if you got one, call us, 641-1010. But mine yours is I like – I always pack one of these, an RX bar, which is basically it's a protein bar with three egg whites, six almonds, four cashews, and two dates. You know, and I like the chocolate and sea salt. Uh-huh. And then I always pack either some jerky in a Ziploc or I buy those Trapper, what is it, Trapper John's from Academy? Trapper John's. Yeah. Trapper John's. 
the teriyaki uh, beef sticks. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why the bears come to you. <laughs> Well, it's in a Ziploc. We might be onto something here. It's a Ziploc bag, and it's hidden. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe they smell my snacks. I don't know. Yeah, because Brian, for me, and I and I do this every morning, and and I I I I grab, um, I've got I've got a little juice bar a bottle that 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 is water and a little bit of mio, and Mm -hmm. and Lance crackers. Peanut butter crackers. Yep, the old orange and peanut butter crackers. I, I, yeah, I mean it's the peanut as butters. It, I mean, and, and it's the weirdest damn thing. I'm just telling you, at eight thirty, I know when it's eight thirty because it's like your stomach says it. Yep, right out of the yep. gate. And and, and and you know, you, you most of the time I'll I'll take them out of the that plastic wrapper that they're in because it's so loud. Yep, and I'll put it in a tiny little ziplock. You know, and you just kind of reach in there and have have a couple three crackers and. Something to drink, and man, you're 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 happy again. You're golden. golden. It does bring some kind of elation to you, you know. After you sit up there and you're you've been up in a tree, you're in the yes. middle of nowhere, and you're going, God, oh yeah, my snack. Exactly, it's like a dog. Yeah, oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I get a, I get a snack. Well, and and and, oh. and the other thing is, it, Brian, honestly, you, if you forget your snack, you're like, okay, what? Maybe I got something in there that I had, and you're like, oh, what did a client go? leave? <laughs> What did a client leave in the cooler? And I'm digging around in there. Uh, that's exactly Maybe there's a right. jerky stick. Yeah. Maybe there's a Slim Jim in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I've done right, that. For some, reason, yep. yeah, for some reason, when you're in the woods, when your stomach growls, it's 9,000 times louder than if you're sitting on the couch watching a football game. Oh, are and, you kidding me? And, and everything <laughs> everything tastes better. Oh. Yeah. You know, a I mean, when you peel over in the woods, man, it's like filet mignon. Oh. You peel that little Lance cracker thing, it's, it's like... Yeah. Perforated on the end, so when you tear it, and you tear just a little piece, and all of a sudden you're going, oh, oh and you're looking left and right, going, somebody hear that? Hey, I can hear that. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god, I do that all. The whole woods can hear me eating these crackers, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then when you start eating them, and you're just like really crunchy, you know, oh. and you can hear it in your ears, you know, you're like, oh man, I'm gonna, yep. you know, do I sound like a deer eating acorns or something? I mean, it sounds like a, you know, like a hundred squirrels. Yeah, exactly. yeah hundred squirrels eating acorns. You know? Right. It's just crazy. All right, Brian. Time change in hunting. What do you think? I'm with you guys. I I don't like the time change, but if if we're going to keep it, I want it to get dark earlier. Exactly what Kirk said. I'm tired of getting out of the woods at 8 o'clock, and then you start to eat, and it's not nine nine thirty before dinner gets ready and you're eating. Yeah, yeah, it's too late. Yeah, and all the football games are over. Yeah, yeah. You know, now when it gets dark at five forty-five, you can hustle. Right, and at least catch second half, or you know, catch you still get some good football in. I mean, there was some scuttlebutt. I heard the governor was thinking about just leaving it. I think there are other states in the country that already did that. Oh, yeah, I know Alaska I know, I doesn't do. It. I mean, Hawaii does. Indianapolis does. I think Indianapolis does. I talked to a friend of mine one time. They say we don't have that time no, change. No, that's yet. that's not true. That's fake news. Really? Yep. I was just there. Remember? Hmm. Yep. Kevin, um, I'm almost certain that we had that vote on the ballot and it was sent over to our our Tallahassee and it wasn't voted on. It wasn't ratified. Okay. Ratified. Hmm. I'm certain of that. Really? Yep. Okay, according to what I just Googled, the only parts of the U.S. that do not have daylight savings time are Hawaii, right. Arizona, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, Northern Mariana Islands, Guam, American Samoa. Hmm. Gotcha. So. Come yeah. on, Florida. <laughs> That's right. Get with know. it. Let's put Florida on there. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is, is and Brian, I don't know if you've ever um, 
spent much time in in central time zone. Central yes. time zone's awesome. Yes. Awesome. Love central time zone. Cuz you got it's, yeah, it's when it's, we go to Kentucky that's what we're we are in the central time zone. No. Kentucky's yeah. not in central time zone. Nope. It is not. So, Hawaii and Arizona, the only two. All right, here we go. Looking it up. No, 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 no. <laughs> in central time zone. Yeah. Not not daylight savings. Right. I don't think Kentucky's in central time zone. Mm, no, sure. it's not. Uh, it, it, Kentucky, Indiana are on the same 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 time zone we are. Eastern yeah. time. Uh, it says technically about 60% of Kentucky lies in the eastern time zone, while the rest is in the central time zone. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Say it again. Sixty percent of Kentucky lies in the Eastern Time okay. Zone, with the rest of it in the Central Time Zone. So it's it's so it's split. It splits. Uh, I did not know this. I, I did not know that either. So you're both are right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, as long as I'm part right, I'm good. <laughs> That's right. Just keep yeah, fighting a good fight, buddy. So, so is he is he forty percent right or sixty percent right? Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, I'll take the forty. I'll oh take my 40. god, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's so, one way to win a losing battle. Exactly. If I'm sixty percent, yeah. So uh, according to our good buddy Doug, uh, Florida voted for it, right? But uh, Congress has to approve it, and they haven't. They need to just approve it. Yeah. It's good doing right. Along with a Bye, million Brian. other things. We, we, we got to run, brother. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, All right, Brian. guys. Have a good one. See you. Let's go to Chan. Let's go to Chan. Before we take a break. What's up, Chan? Good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Uh, real quick, have, have y'all watched the video on uh, Hagen Ace Hardware's uh, site about the history of Hagen? About about what? No. I have the not. History the history of Hagen, of Hagen Ace, Ace Hardware. Oh, no, I have not. You need to go watch that. I mean, really? one thing, it'll, it'll, it'll tell you why. You should shop at Hagen instead of one of the big box stores. Um, it doesn't tell you directly, but it'll make you want to. Mm-hmm. And it makes me, I'm going to go to Callahan and go to Brandy's Ace Hardware because Mr. Hagen that started Hagen uh, Ace actually married the daughter of Brandy's up in Callahan. And, and from the looks of that store, it the walls are covered in antique rifles, and guns, and antiques of all kind of stuff. Your old, old-timey uh hardware store so very anyway cool. it's a very good video about the family and and things uh yeah i went on there to register for the kayak and uh and saw it so uh that's yeah, it's cool. on the website yeah you need to go watch it yeah everybody has but, to uh, take a look at that yep yeah yeah i mean great story excellent story but anyway i just wanted to plug uh first coast fly fishers uh we re- our membership really got hit hard by covid yep. and uh so we're trying to make a comeback like most clubs First Coast Fly Fishers is a teaching club. You know that's part of our articles. Um, so even if you just want to learn how to fish in Northeast Florida, it's a good club to join. But if you want to learn how to fly fish, uh, obviously we mostly fish for saltwater. Well, it's probably fifty-fifty. But uh, but people who want to learn to fly fish, uh, you'll find not a better group of guys. I mean, they'll we'll ch- cool. show you everything you need to know. Um, We'll even point at the fish and say, that's him right there. We'll teach you how to cast so you can get it to the fish that we're pointing at. And uh, we're having a meeting December the, the 6th. It's a swap meet. All of us, like like all sportsmen, we have twice as much gear as we need. And uh, I think I've got 12 fly rods now. And uh, uh, so 
we're bringing in our stuff and selling it off. And if you want to get into fly fishing, this is the best way to get high quality gear at 25% of what it's going to cost you if you were to buy it brand new. Nice. And that's, so that's awesome. There's, yeah, there's going to be rods, passing reels, all off. Line. Uh-huh. Just, just be careful of the meaning of the swap meet. <laughs> yeah, make, make sure we explain. Bring your wife. I didn't bring mine. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. and while we're thinking about it now, what's your favorite food snack? Yeah, you you do a lot uh, of deer hunting. Yeah, I, I typically like the uh, cranberry granola bars. Okay, okay. And granola yeah. bars hard yep. to beat. Yep, yep. Yeah. Something yeah. that'll settle the belly. That, exactly. Yep. You know something something to you know keep you in the stand a little bit longer. Right. And, uh, and, and a bottle of water. I want water to drink. I don't want anything that's going to, you know, make me have to, you know, use the men's room out there. Right. Right. So, Absolutely. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Our December 6th meeting, we're, right now we're having our meetings until we get, you know, back into to uh, the Marriott or somewhere. Right now we're having our meetings at Resurrection Episcopal Church. That's at the very end of Monument Road where it dead, dead ends into uh, okay. Fort yep. Caroline Road. Caroline. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that red line. We, we, right we, we've got to run. My, my, my producer's like, we, we, we got to get out of here. 7 o'clock Monday night, December 6th. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Jan. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. And uh, Drew. Drew, don't go anywhere. We want to we, we know what you're taking to the uh, to the deer stand for our Kirby Co. Cooking Tip of the Week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Be right back. A little bit of a Post Malone for you guys uh, called Circles. I just like listen to the songs that you guys normally play. really good. Yeah, and I was just thinking about you guys are going out to a drive, you know, something a little mellow, (laughs) something like this. This is what I would would play. All I can think of is, what is it, uh, Will Ferrell and that other guy, what was it, sitting in the car? Road Trip? You yeah, remember that? And their, their heads are going to the same. Oh, know, oh, oh. Whatever movie that was. <laughs> yeah, you are wearing those Night red. at the Roxbury. Yep. Night at the Roxbury. Night yes. at the Roxbury. That was hilarious. <laughs> uh, I about throw my neck out every time I tried to pull uh, that one. Welcome back to the Nimnick Chevrolet Outdoor Show. We're losing it, of course. Yeah. Captain Leon Danon, Captain Kirk Waltz, I'm Captain Kevin Faber, RJ. Tuna is uh, playing the hits this morning. I like it. All right, let's go talk to Drew. Drew. Food you'd bring in a deer stand? Yeah, I uh, I just came back actually from a, uh, a three week backcountry do it yourself elk hunt on public land in Colorado. Oh, wow, awesome, man! Uh, man, you know what? K- kudos to you. Three weeks, I, and, I, and I'm not trying to get personal. How, how old are you? Twenty six. Okay, awesome, all right. You, you you know what? At twenty six years old, that you just keep doing it, bro. Yep. Because I I I, I, I a, you rock. A DIY hunt like that. You know, and and I know I know how physical it is. Um, that's that's fantastic, bro. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, my buddy, my buddy described it. And he's a fireman. He was in better shape than I was, and he trained a little bit better than I did. And um, he said it's the toughest thing I've ever done, and paid money to do. <laughs> oh, it'll <laughs> beat the, you up. The first pack was eighty pounds worth of meat, and the second pack was about one hundred ten pounds worth of meat, six miles uphill both ways. So, oh. Um, but I tell you, the, the the greatest thing is we sat there and, you know, he bought a gigantic box of Cliff Bars. And, man, we're going to get sick of eating these things every day because all we ate was boiled, ready meals, you know, and a, a freeze-dried. And about the third day or the second day, we're out there in the woods. 
you know, and the mountains were like, uh, I'm putting that cliff bar in my pocket to warm it up just to soften it up. So it's not so hard when I try to bite into it, yeah. uh-huh. but it, it tasted better every day I was out there. <laughs> you know, it, but, and, and I, I've always said, you know, I, seriously, the Lance peanut butter crackers, I, you know, someday I'm going to get sick of them, but I, I'm serious. I mean, that's that day's not here yet. It's not, it's not. I mean, you know, I, I may change it up every now and then and go with the, with, with the, um, the, the the wafers, right? Peanut butter yeah. instead of the the orange ones. Yeah, the but, Nikots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I'm 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 with you, Drew. That's that's fantastic. So, did you guys give me just a, a couple details? How, how was the weather? Um, first night was 19 degrees. We slept in a little Florida two man tent uh, in a camping ground. Um, <laughs> didn't that's all we had. Very, very uh, ill prepared Florida boys out there, and uh, 19 degrees. It got up to 45. The guys in the like the big buck stove. You know, wall tents around us. We're like, man, it's so warm this year, and it's like twenty degrees outside. We're like, man, this is uh, these guys are crazy. No, uh, listen, when I was yeah. in, in Indiana this year, um, it was a low of like like thirty eight to forty one in the mornings, and then mm-hmm. like fifty five, fifty six in the afternoons, which is perfect for me to bow hunt. You know what I mean? And 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 my in laws were like, man, this is it's just too damn hot for the deer to move. I'm like, huh? no, it's not. You know, they're like, it needs to be, you know. 19, 20 degrees. I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, that's wild. Yeah, so I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so but it was uh, it was a heck of an experience. I uh, we we'd do it again in another five years when I can go back and afford a guide and outfitter and side by side and a horseback out and stuff like that. That's what we said to ourselves after we finished that. Did 45 miles in three days, 25 miles with uh, meat on our backs. Wow. So, wow. Yep. So were you gun hunting or bow hunting? No, we were gun hunting. It was third rifle season. Okay. Um, we both went in and bought tags because we we thought, you know, uh, if we if we ever double up, this would be the big thing. We we uh, so we said, you know, we'll do that. So once we shot and hauled the first one out, we said, all right, we're ready to go back to Jacksonville now. <laughs> yeah, we done that. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. Everything we did was on the side of a hill. We just couldn't. We couldn't get away from it. We were sick of the hills. It was cold. It was windy. It was just. It was. It was beautiful, but it was. Uh, it was the most it, intense it, thing I've ever it, done. It was testing, you know. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's mentally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, 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 and I don't know. You know, I always, I think all of us, you know, that's that's kind of our dream hunt is mm-hmm. is, is was to go on an elk hunt, and I, I just don't know anymore if if, if, if I could do it. Yeah, if I could climb up that mountain. I mean, I, Kirk, Kirk and I hunt in what they call hills of, you know, Kentucky and Indiana, which Kirk and I call mountains, and. And I mean, it's it's straight up and down, you know, to get to stands and stuff. And I, and I and I just know it's strenuous. What? Yeah. What? What? That's I can't imagine what you just did, Drew, of of, of being there for that many days and forty six miles up and down yeah. those mountains. I mean, first first day I did, we did six miles straight up the hill. Started walking at three a.m. Got up there at daybreak, and my cousin, who's from Denver, was with us the first two days, kind of trying to help us out. And uh, he looked left and right, and he said, there's no elk up here. Let's go back down the hill. I'm like, we're not going to stop. Glass. I had blisters the size of quarters on my feet the first day we got there. Oh, and uh, even thought I broke my boots in and, and did a good job. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, you can't train for it. You can't That's train right. for it. No you matter can't. how many stair steppers or, you know, whatever you do. We hike, you know, all kinds of trails around here in town with uh, a sack of corn, 50-pound sack of corn inside our frame packs for four or five months straight. And it still didn't matter. Wow. Unreal. Good for you, man. That's a cool story though. Good for you. And and and, yeah. and so did did you kill a bull or did you kill a cow? Yep. 
Killed no, a bull? We, we, killed, we killed a bull because uh, the over-the-counter tags, Colorado is like the only state you can do that. And we got the bull tags, and uh, we saw him that morning, um, chased him around for three miles, and didn't, you know, never caught up to him. And then we said, all right, we're going to go in farther because that's what we felt like we needed to do. And uh, sat in a ravine or in a valley where we saw some wallers, and we said, well, we'll sit there and watch this. And uh, it's like deer hunting, man. You just sit on the creek bottom and wait for him to come back to where he was that morning. Right. And, uh, it, here he comes, 175 yards. It took, I think we put five rounds downrange in a matter of 20 seconds, um, and he finally went down. We were high-fiving, in fact, after like the third round, and because uh, we we dropped him, both of us had hit him and, and dropped him, and we're high-fiving, and I look over my shoulder, and he's starting to get back up, and it was just, we just started unloading at this point. We were pow, just, pow, we, pow, so, pow, 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 <laughs> Stay <laughs> down! down. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, thank you. That, that, that's a great way to end our show. Uh, we appreciate you calling. Yeah, that's a great hey, story. Thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all. All right, buddy. Hi, right, Drew. Thanks, Drew. Nice. Yeah, that's 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 cool stuff, man. And uh, you know, I, Kudos to those guys, man. Yeah, I absolutely. know how hard that is. I know. And I I'm know. not doing anything like that. Yeah. They're probably hunting in 10,000, 12,000 feet, and you and I are hunting in like 2,000. Yeah. You know, big, if that. big, if that, yeah, if big that. difference. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, but Leon, when you're going to your stand and you're slip sliding and you slip and you get to rolling and you can't stop, that's a mountain. That's a mountain. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, as usual, the Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some great sponsors the Bearded Pig, Ring Power, Stackham Storage, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Coastal Equipment, Travis, my buddy, Home Renovations, 51040. Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires, Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Shark Coatings, Atlantic Coast, CNH Marine, Nimnik Family of Dealerships, of course, The Firewatch, Tire Outlet, Kirby Co. Builders, Whalen Bay Marine, Shimano, Strike Zone, Angie Subs, Steenhatchee River Club, and Moe's Southwest Grill, which opens at 11 o'clock. We did get that right today. Yeah, yeah, we got that right today. <laughs> <laughs> Along with uh, we c- corrected c- it. Central Time Zone in Kentucky is 60-40. Learned to do something new today. Kevin yeah, was 60% right. I was 60% right, and Ryan was 60% wrong. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, folks, uh, y'all have a great weekend, and um, I'm sure everybody had a great Thanksgiving, but uh, great football on today. Yep. It's going to be good. Great tides. Captain Leon. Thanks Always for joining us. My pleasure. Yep. For Captain Leon Dana, Captain Kirk Waltz, I'm Captain Kevin Favor. Remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. See ya. See ya. See ya. Break out the heavy line.